Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the
faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're a faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name, you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is Mighty Lord, mighty, mighty Jesus, hallelujah, mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua, we thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy that endures forever. Thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Yeshua. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. My brother, my sister, hallelujah, we are thankful to the Lord for his love and his mercy that endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Thank you, Jehoshua. Well, shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. This is your whole brother in Christ, Brother Ali Zapata. Here with my brother, Tony, uh, Tony Serrano, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we're here at our Share what God has revealed to us. 
what God will reveal to us in his word, what he revealed to us to dream and vision. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. I hope everyone can hear us fine. If you do give us a one, let us know. Thank you, Lord. Before we begin, thank you, Brother Joseph. A Bible study tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Shalom, Arlie. Shalom, Brother Joseph. Everyone listening at home, everyone else who will join us. Shalom, Brother Michael. Hallelujah. I hope that you're safe with Hurricane Hillary heading to California. We're going to keep those people in prayer that God will protect his family. In Jesus' name, that he will send his angel to protect his people in California that are waiting for Hurricane Hillary going through there. I believe they say Hurricane uh, uh, now it's a uh, magnitude one. It, is, it was four before, now it's one. That is good that it's not going to cause so much damage like they were planning. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good. In his mercy, endure forever, my brothers and sisters. Okay, just raining. Amen. That's it. Praise you, God. God is good. That's it. Thank you. Shalom, Sister Luna, also. Here, here with my brother Tony. Go ahead, brother Tony. Say hello. Yeah, amen. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and I hope we can all pay attention tonight and just receive what, you know, the Lord has for all of us. And the Lord is good, and his presence is here, and I know he's in the Thank you, Lord. He's with everyone that is listening will be listening in tonight. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I can already send the angels around. I can feel the angelic presence. Amen. Yeah, around the house. So, hallelujah. Whatever God wants us to say tonight is important. Amen. And we're just going to be obedient and share it. Amen. Uh, thank you, Lord. Um, I wanted to title tonight... Uh, uh, it's, it's actually Psalm 1-3. It says that he should be like a tree planted by the river of water, which bring forth his fruit in his season. My brothers and sisters, whose uh, leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Uh, this is this tree, my brothers and sisters, I believe it is us that are planted by the water in Christ. The Holy Spirit is the water. My brother and sister, we are planted by the water. Amen. But the significance of our being planted by the water, the serving of the Lord being planted by the water, is talking about a man or a woman. And it began saying that blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinner, nor sit in the seat of a scornful. And this is happening a lot in the last day. This is this is a uh, a warning to us. Shalom, sister Beatrice. Uh, okay, uh, this is a warning because you know you can live, work around people that are not Christian, and but then they want to give you an advice. And a lot of Christian make decision of a, on ungodly advice yeah. from ungodly people and that is extremely dangerous shalom the lord's servants that is very dangerous okay because it blesses is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly what do you understand by that brother Tony? being blessed by not listening to him yeah because it's you know we're vessels and whatever we're 
we receive, you know, whatever we choose to believe, you know, that's who we are. And uh, listening, you know, to the council, you know, the listening to the wrong voices, you know, it, can, it brings consequences, you know. And, uh, like, you know, we were speaking yesterday about that uh, guy you told me, you know, and that he uh, went stray, you know, to a different doctrine. And, you know, so... You know, just listening to the wrong voices can affect us, you know, just like the word says, you know, uh, bad company corrupts good character. And uh, and not just that, but it defiles us if we listen to the wrong, you know, the wrong, it does. wrong uh, you know, wrong teaching or wrong um, counsel, if you want to say, you know, from someone else. Now, they think they're right, but are they being according to scripture, you know? Is what they're speaking? Is it from the? Is it from God? You know, the Lord says, "My, my sheep know my voice." You know, I know my people. You know, you eat. and uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, that's John ten fourteen. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, because we know when He's speaking. You know, and when He speaks, it's according to Scripture. And so, if we listen to someone else, a different, you know, a different counsel that's not from the Lord. And if we believe it, you know, that that can bring consequences, and, and you know. Mm -hmm. it, it does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It's extremely dangerous. So yeah. please take the advice of God in his word. Blessed is the man that walking not in the counsel of the ungodly. Notice that walking not, it, it, it sounds so unfriendly, right? Yeah. Because they're going to have to say, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, I cannot receive what you're telling me. Mm hmm are you a Christian? Well, not necessarily. They say, well, I'm sorry, I cannot take word. And God said, you're blessed for not receiving that counsel, mm -hmm. for not walking in what they said. Go do this, go do that. Yeah. No, this is how you should live, you know. Mm -hmm. And God says, no. Okay, no standard in the way of sinner. Shalom, Brother Miguel. No standard in the way of sinner. What do you think about that one? And, uh, yeah, not being, not doing, you know, what? The world is doing what an unbeliever is doing. Come on, on a Monday, my people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not staying in the way of sinners is not, you know, not doing what they're doing, you know, because if they're not, like I said, if, if, if what they're doing, if they're not pursuing God in, in their ways, you know, then then what they're doing is in vain. I mean, it's if it's not, you know, if they're not seeking God in, in their ways and what they're doing, whatever they're doing, then it's really just, you know, we shouldn't be in it. Like I said, you know, blessed we are whenever we're not. Amen. You know, in their ways. Or uh, Brother Michael says he had a dream, and he prayed for someone with a head, uh, with a hair, a handcuff, mm. and they fell off. Uh, was that in prison? Was that in the street? Uh, what was the scene when you had the dream, Brother Michael? But, you know, it, it just, I had a dream. And in my dream, I saw a tree full of fruit. The tree was next to the water. And I knew that the tree was the church, us. And in that tree, I could see that, that uh, the tree represented us, the church, and that tree. And from where I was standing across the river, the tree looked beautiful, like a shine, it had the glory of God in it, the presence of God in it. From far, it looks shiny and beautiful. So 
I said, oh, wow. To me, at that very moment, came to me like, oh, the church is ready to go home. But then the Lord brought me close to the tree. And it was, remember, it was full of, of fruit. It was full of believers. And I knew it was the church. And when he brought me close, I began to see some of the fruit were half, some were half damaged, bad. You could not eat them, like rotten, some of it have. And some have here and there some spots that were already going bad. Some fruit was beautiful and shiny and full of the presence, fully committed. Other ones were not. But from far, I could not see that. The Lord had to bring me, okay, close. Okay? He had to bring me close for me to see it. Okay? So, immediately I understood that some people are not, are not as what they look. You remember the Lord telling me last, last week to tell the people to be sincere in the prayer? We need to be sincere in our prayer with God. And so... They were not right. They they, they look they look beautiful from far but from close. They had a the their fruit was damaged. Many of the fruit, which represent the believers, that have sin in their lives, things like that. So, I can understand what the Lord wanted me to be in the last day preaching. But then I was meditating this week. What does the tree have to do? Why did God put a tree in the garden with these kind of fruit? That um, the fruit, why, why did he use a tree and then fruit? And it's because each of us believers, like someone says, are like a tree planted into the water when we are saved by grace and, and, are, and are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're like a tree planted by the water. Okay? Now, my brother and sister, one thing I noticed reading the Bible is that the tree of the fruit of good and evil did not have any seed. The fruit of the tree of the evil, uh, of good and evil, had no seed in it. And that really impacted my life today. Because I never noticed that. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that, Brother Tony? No, no, I didn't. Because God told them in Genesis 1.29, what did God say? Uh... And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. So God says to them that every tree that bear fruit, that, the fruit that has seed, will be for meat, for meal, for, for supper, however you want to call it, yeah. for you to eat. You know, you could eat that, God says. This is the one I want you to eat. The one that has seeds. Mm-hmm. But the fruit of good and evil, the tree that has the fruit of good and evil, they have no seeds. So immediately that was a no-no. Mm-hmm. That's a no-no. No. Yeah. no. Because God is indicating to us, to humanity, to his creation, if a tree has a fruit, and the fruit has no seeds, okay? That's not the one of what I want you to eat. But I want you to see something. That the devil pointed the fruit to the tree 
when he told the devil what, what tree was it, where was it in the midst of the garden, Satan told him to eat from the fruit, from the fruit of the tree that has no seeds. What are scientists are doing today? They are removing the seeds from the tree, from the fruit. I heard of a scientist who spent over 30 years working on, on watermelon. He has spent 30 years of his life studying watermelon to remove the seed from watermelon in the United States. Why is the devil so interested to remove the seed from the, from the fruit? Why is he? And it, point, it goes back to the garden. I didn't know this. I learned this today. It goes back to the garden because a tree that has the fruit of good and evil has no seeds in it. Because God indicates very clear that the one that they should eat should have seed in it. Right there, you can read it. Genesis 1.29, it has to have seed in it. And even goes before that, I believe it's 111, when he talks about the grass. God said, let the herb bring forth grass, herb yielding seed. Okay? And the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind. Oh, he's talking about fruit tree also. Mm-hmm. Who sees it in itself. And upon the earth, and it was so. This is when God was creating them. God made sure that the one that Adam and Eve were going to eat has seed in it. He made sure they had seed. And when he indicated in 129, this is the one that you're going to eat for me, the one that has seed in it. Very clear, very indicated. If I put it on your GPS and guiding you exactly to the one that God says, take a right, take another right. It's on your right. It's on your right. Take a right. Take another right. It's on your right. That's the one that God said that you should eat. That's the one that has seeds. But the one that you need to take a left, sex, another left, sex, and another left, sex, from that one you don't eat. And that's the one that the devil is taking people to. To the one where you need to take three left, sex, 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 He's leading people to eat that one. The one that has no seeds in it. Okay? The one that has no seeds, my brother and sister. What was it in the middle of the garden? You needed to take another right to get to the tree of life. The tree of life was on the right, my brother and sister. It's so incredible how everything is positioned in God. Nothing is by coincidence. It's all position in God personally. Where if you follow the map of God, you will not fall into the light of the devil. Now, I want you to, when we go back to Genesis 3 now, I want you to notice something. The conversation of the, of the serpent with Eve. The serpent was more subtle than any beast in the field which the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Jehoshaphat, Ye God, how God said, you should not eat out of every tree of the garden. The conversation is about the tree because the devil knew how significant we are in the Lord. 
that they will know how significant every single human being are in God. And if he can get you as a tree planted by the river in the Lord to move from where God has you, he got you. He moved Adam and Eve from where they were, my brother and sister. But I want you to see something here that the devil told Eve, that they Eve then repeated, that Eve believed, my brother and sister, which God did not say so. God did not say so, my brother and sister. The devil told the serpent, the serpent told Eve. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat out of the fruit of the tree of the garden. So far, dear, this, this sounds right. It sounds right what Eve is saying. She's not indicating yet the, uh, the, the, the sea. She's not indicating the sea yet, but she sounds right. Because God said the sea, the sea of the, the, very clearly when he spoke to them back in 129, 111, yeah. especially in 129. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, he now is indicating. He's given the devil uh, the coordinates for the GPS. Satan, put, set your GPS to the middle of the garden. There you go. Set it to the middle of the garden because it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring you there. Okay? God has said, you should not eat of it, neither you should touch it. And then she out touching. Okay? Because she's already listening to the serpent. I wonder why did she out, she out this? My brother and sister, because she was already listening to the serpent. And in the moment you start listening to the serpent, you will be deceived. Now, verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, you should not surely die. For God does know. Now the serpent is talking about knowledge. Knowledge. And we're talking about a tree and a fruit. And the devil is adding knowledge to it. Because every man will live by every word that proceeded out of God's mouth. We're supposed to live by the word of God. Men should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of God's mouth. And the devil knew that very well. So he has to lie to Eve in order to get her to turn left. Because as far as she knows, she's standing with God. She has not gone right yet, but she's standing with God. And you can be standing in God, but you need to take a right. You need to get right, right, right with him. That's in fear of repenting. You can be standing, but you need to get right. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eye, the tree to be desired to make one wife, when did God tell Eve that the fruit of good and evil will make her wife? When did God say that to Eve? Go ahead. Tell me when the God said that to you. He never did. He never did. Who's talking about knowing? The devil. Eve right now is convinced that if she eats from that fruit of good and evil, she will be wise. That is a light of the devil. Science. Science right here is what she's is what she's receiving. Because science is based on proof. Touch, feel, this, that. Yeah. Something that you can prove. Science was introduced to Eve in the garden. Go and eat it, Eve. Go, because this is something you can eat. This is something you can touch. 
This is something you can know, Eve. Science is introduced to Eve right here by the devil. This is a scientific community. This is the beginning of the scientific community on the earth. The devil introduced the scientific community on the earth. Because scientists is based on proof. Eve told Satan what the, what the tree is, what the fruit. Now, he needs to go and touch it. Touch. She, she put the word touch in the word that thou should not eat, that God says, which meant by faith. She put the word touch. That's the word science. Something that you can prove. If you can touch it, if you can see it, that's science. The devil introduced her to Eve. Eve now, scientifically, seeing the fruit and knowing that if she, she can touch it and she can take a bite of it, she thought that she could be wise. That's what the scientists think today. Mother and sister. And that is what is corrupting the earth for years. Scientists are corrupting the earth for years. What the devil introduced to Eve in the garden is a scientific community. Something that you can prove. Not by faith no more. Now it's by proof. If you can touch it, if you can look at it, if you can study, if you can determine what it is, if you can determine the compound of the seed that have no seed, they believe that's a good fruit. These scientists spent over 30 years studying watermelon to remove the seed from watermelon. And that's why we got uh, seedless watermelon today. Seedless watermelon. The same thing that the fruit of good and evil represented in the garden. My brother and sister. Because God says in Genesis 1.11, God said, let the earth bring forth grass, herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself. If you remove the seed from itself, it's not itself anymore. It's something else. If you remove the seed of something else, it's not the fruit that God made. It's been contaminated. The seed that is in itself upon the earth. Scientists, that's exactly what they've done. They have removed the seed. Seal it watermelon. My brother insisted. To contaminate humanity. To make people sick. Because it takes chemicals ingredients for them to do so. They have to introduce it in order to happen. I was showing the other day, I don't remember if you've seen that, how they take all the salmon babies and they inject them. You seen that video? Yeah, yeah, I think you showed me that. I was showing brothers and sisters so they can see that I'm not talking nonsense here. I have video to prove what I'm saying. I have evidence. My brother and sister, amen. The seed that are still without going sin. Okay? And they're doing that in these uh, farms that they grow these salmons in this country. Each baby salmon gets injected with chemical. And they'll tell you, the scientists will tell you why and why do they need to do that and all that. It was never necessarily before, and people love salmon. It was healthy, and it was the best thing you can eat now is yeah. making people sick. What is it, 17, 19 injection now for call me in order for you to sell it in the market? Chicken, beef, uh, pork, all that has to be injected. It's some kind of chemical. 
Obama increased all that, knowing how harmful it will be for the humanity. Depopulation was Obama's agenda, and it's still working until, working until today. Terrible, my brother and sister, terrible. Desire to make one wise. How can something evil be desired to make Science can be, can be, can be looked as desire to make one wise. But it's not the same as the wisdom that comes from God. It can never be. It can never be. God is a bubble, my brothers and sisters. He is a bubble. Genesis 1 tells the earth brought for grass, earth yielding seed. After his kind, tree yielding fruit, proceeds was in itself. After his kind, God saw that it was good, but men said today it is not. We got to change it. God saw that it was good. But men say it is not. We need to change it. Scientists say it is not. We need to change it. God have mercy. Which after its kind means that everything has to be pure to God by its kind, by itself. Cannot be changed. So uh, mixing then comes same-sex same marriage come by mixing. And then men, men and women marrying animals. Another missing. So all that mixing comes a lot of that scientific mentality that you can mix it with that, you can mix this with that, and it'll be okay. When God says in his word, no, period, no. My Lord, my God, my brothers and sisters, they were supposed to be the one with the sea, which the one of good and evil, as I read it, there was no sea in it. I just saw it today. I go through it like, there's no seed in the good and evil. God wanted to show me this. There's no seed, my son. You're not going to find seed in good and evil in, the, in that mix. First of all, you're not supposed to mix good and evil. It's like mixing light and darkness. You're not supposed to. That's why they were never supposed to eat from that fruit. It was a test. Why are we on this earth light in the midst of darkness to be tested? We're being tested until the last second we come out of this body. My brother and sister, God said to us, for us to be tested. Genesis 2:9. Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that was pleasant to the side, good for food. Tree of life also in the midst of the garden, the tree of knowledge and good. My brother and sister. And evil, good and evil. Hallelujah. But notice how out of the ground made the Lord God God every tree that was pleasant to the side and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of good and evil. So they had a choice. God has to give us a choice always. He has to give a Christ, but he has to allow evil because he made good, he made evil also. He has to allow us to choose as children of God. And we, some of us are saying, I choose Christ, I choose the Lord, I choose God, I choose the Word of God. Amen? Thank you, Lord. But it must bear, bear fruit according to its kind. Then Genesis 2, 16, the Lord God commanded man, saying, Out of every tree of the garden, thou may eat freely. See, every single tree that he made in the garden has seeds and their fruit. So they were freely to eat. It said the one of good and evil. 
every other one. So that means that the tree of life, the seed of the tree of life, has seeds in it. And seed represents multiplication. Seed represents children, family, increase on the earth, blessing. When he told Adam, be fruitful and multiply, have children and multiply. That's what seed represents. My brother and sister, seed represents so much in God. So that's why every tree that was good had to have seed. The only the evil one has no seed in it. Because seed, seed represents life, even eternal life. And the one that had no, no, no seed in it represented a short season. God cut enough the enemy in the last Armageddon. Ending up with all evil. Throwing the, the full prophet, the Antichrist, into the, into the lake of fire. Losing the devil for, for a season and throwing him into the lake of fire. And the last enemy, the devil, will be thrown also into the lake of fire. See, it, it, that's what it represents, the tree, that, the, the fruit that has no seed in it. My brother and sister, God putting an end to evil. In evil having a limited time before it gets destroyed. And we're all looking for that special day. Go ahead, my brother Tony. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Yeah, it is. It, it, uh, that's what God has already said, you know, and what it's, what it's written is what's going to happen, you know. Yeah, the enemy is going to have its its way, you know, and the tribulation, but, you know, he knows where he's heading, but, you know, um, yeah, they're going to be throwing it in the lake of fire, you know, at the end. So, yeah, they're having their way now, even, you know, the enemy's having his way, but with a lot, most of humanity, you know, but. It's, uh, it's, he, he knows where he's going, and, and we know, we know we have the victory in Christ, you know, and, uh, yes. And here's the other thing. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou should not eat of it, for the day that thou should eat of it, thou should surely die. It represents dead, because in order to have no seed, they have to have some chemical, uh, you know, by scientists are doing today. It has... It was bad. It cannot be. If, if you ate it and you surely die, what does it have inside that can kill you? Yeah. Harmful to the body. Harmful to us, yeah. Why is it so harmful to the body? What did it have inside? That evil fruit that if you eat it, it will kill you. It will kill you or die. It will kill you. What does the fruit have inside? Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. God is telling us that any chemical put in any fruit to remove the seed, if it can remove the seed, it can kill you. It can kill you. So in the last day, we'll be warned about chemical and food. Mm-hmm. We have heard about chemical in the air, chemical in water, chemical in food, chemical in animal. Please pray for your food. Pray for anything you put on your table for you to eat. Pray for it. Cover it with the blood of the Lord. Please listen to this. Before your children eat, teach them. Before you eat, to pray for your food. Cover your food with the blood of Jesus. Please, this is important. We're living in the last days. And God is teaching us that they are putting chemical in the food, water, air, and all that. 
And the Lord, Lord allowed me the other day to, to experience it. He showed me that if he removed our hand from our life, we would die for all the chemical we have in the earth today. And he gave me a taste of it just to show me he was not going to let me die. Immediately my body started shutting down because we have so much chemical in our water. And he, he let me know, look, I'm holding you with my, my hand. I'm keeping you alive. If I remove my hand, you die. And each one of us is the same. Be careful you don't go in sin now. Trespass it with the Lord. Because if the Lord removes his hand, you will drop dead. I heard of people already dropping dead. And it doesn't matter the age. Their body cannot withstand the chemical that is in the air, that is in the water, that is in the food. And they keep sending these planes to keep pouring chemical down over the whole earth. And it's for the purpose of their population. We are alive by the hand of God, by the mercy of God, first of all. God is sustaining us. But you imagine if we go into disobedience now and sin? We can drop dead, my brother and sister. You don't want to drop dead now, especially in sin or disobedience. You want, to, you want the Lord's hand to be on your life and pray that the Lord's hand will sustain you. What did David say about the Lord's hand? My brother and sister, let me look it up because this is important now. Hallelujah. It's a psalm. I believe it's a psalm. Where David claimed uh, the Lord's hand. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to God. We're in the last days. We are in the last days. God is sustaining us alive, keeping us alive by his mighty hand. We need to stay in obedience, my brother and sister. Disobedience right now can cost our lives. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. It can cost us our life. And that's what not that's not that's not what we want. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise you, praise you, mighty God. He's sustaining us. He let me experience it the other day, like this past week. And I was shocked. But it was something he wanted to reveal to me. That he's sustaining us with his right hand. And that if we get into disobedience, our body will not take the chemicals that are in the air lightly. Someone was talking to me about that, about a treatment they took, where they had all these chemicals removed from their body, but then to come back because it's, all, it's everywhere. A doctor said, a specialized doctor said to the sister that it will come back. They can wash it out, like clean it out, but it will, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm one in Isaiah. Okay, say it. Psalm 68. Go ahead, read it. This is Isaiah 41.10. It says, uh, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 68, I have set the Lord, set the Lord always before me, because he is on my right hand. I shall not be moved. 
Okay? They can move you if you don't have the lawyers. Okay? My brother and sisters, they can move you. But with the Lord can in your life, they cannot. And what's sustaining us right now is the hand of Jesus. Yeah. He allowed me to experience that the other day. I'm holding you by my hand, but you need to stay in obedience. And, wow. And when he moved his hand for a few seconds, my body started shutting down because of all the chemical in the air. But then right away he put his hand back in my life, and I said, thank you, Lord. I immediately my body recovered right away. But he wanted to show me I am sustaining you, mean us as people, with his hand. If I don't sustain you, all these chemicals will, will destroy your body, will kill your body. There's so much chemical, people have no idea. But the Bagley was talking about this a few days ago, where they, they, they got this thing about water that is contaminated for life everywhere. They have contaminated the sea, the lake, the river, everything. Yeah. You know, and you can see God about it. He'll confirm it to you. Yeah. Everything's being contaminated everywhere, every country, yeah. purposely. And if the Lord removes his hand, you'll die. Your body cannot take all these chemicals that are being put in food, air, water, everything, on the earth. They're being launched from planes all over the world. Yeah. And then all the air can move here and there. The sea can go around the, the nations. So every country is being contaminated. If the Lord moves his hand, you'll drop dead. Sadly. But that's a fact. My brother and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. He's with us. Uh, Psalm 18:20. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hand. He has recompensed me. Hallelujah. So that's a, a recompense from the Lord, my brother and sister. Thy hand, in Thy hand, I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord. And this was Jesus on the cross, but it also was David in his own walk with God. Because yeah. a lot of people say, that was Jesus. That was, yeah, it was the Lord who fulfilled that. But it was David who went through it. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, David sinned. Jesus never sinned. David sinned. Jesus never sinned. And the Bible proves you that David sinned. Mm-hmm. But Jesus never sinned. And to thy hand I commend my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. And so into the hand of God is we are right now committed. Commit my spirit. Our life is committed into his hand. Shalom, Sister Regina Rivero. Very important we understand the Lord is sustaining us by his right hand. My brother and sister. Psalm 37, 24, thou, though he falls, he should not be utterly cast down, for the Lord will hold him with his hand. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine that? You commit us and, Lord, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, you're not going to go to hell. Well, I'm holy. Yeah, that is a good understanding. We need to repent. Yeah. We need to repent. Mm-hmm. Though he fall, falling and sinning. Yeah. Though he sin, he should not utterly be cast down. Mm-hmm. The devil wants people to utterly be cast down. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, no, no, Lord, wait a minute. I died for him. I'm holding him. The Lord, I hold him with his hand. Thank you, Lord. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a beautiful verse, brother. Uh, 
Uh, Miguel, my soul follow close behind you. Your right hand I hold. Oh, my Lord, that's yeah. beautiful. Thank you, Lord. You see, his right hand is holding him, my brother and sister. And I hope the Lord tonight confirms it to your spirit. He's holding you. He's holding your life. Please, let, let's, let's seek to stay in obedience and call out to the Lord. Because right now, with so much contamination, our body will drop. Our body can now withstand. The Lord showed me this. I was in Tennessee, and I was driving there. And in my driving there, I was talking to the Lord. And my wife said, it's so beautiful here. It will be nice if we can move to this place. And I started saying, yeah, that will be, it will be right, but it's only less than 1,000 feet from the sea. Where we are up in North Carolina, it's 2,500. So we're secure there where God wants us to be. But I was contemplating the place, the neighborhood, the building, the homes. And then the Lord to show me. I'm holding you with my right hand, and he moved for a few seconds, and my body began to shut down. He immediately, because I was driving, immediately he put his hand back on me and reminded me, if you move in disobedience, this can happen to you. You'll die. Your body will drop. Your body cannot withstand the chemicals. So much chemical in the food. Everything, my brother and sister, everything, rivers, air, Animals, my brother and sister. I I remember we did it. We did a grill. We cooked on the grill some food, some meat and stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna take some of that meat and give it to my chicken. That we don't eat meat, but we have brothers and sisters that eat meat. So I, you know, they they enjoy the meat. It was great. God kept them. God will hold them. We pray for the meat. We were all fine. I took some of that meat and gave it to the chicken. One of them dropped there right away. The chicken died. And I knew there was nothing wrong with the meat. I knew there was nothing wrong with the meat. But immediately, I knew that this chemical and, and meat, food, everything, my brother insisted. And I was right. Everybody was fine. They ate it. We prayed for it. You know, nothing nothing harmed people. No one felt sick or anything. But giving something to the chicken, and the chicken dropped dead. It was too strong for the chicken. It was like too much. The chemical that they're putting on food today can kill any animal practically. My, the our cat came sick the other day. I guess the neighbor threw maybe some meat or something out, and she went and ate it. She was walking so sick. The Lord told me to pray for them, I remember, for the cattle here at home, and we pray for them. But they could have died off just eating some leftover that someone else threw from my neighbors. And they were eating it. They were fine. So why would it kill a cat or bird or whatever? My brother insisted. Whatever they're putting on me, chemical to preserve it, is stuff like that. It's too strong. I talked to a guy in the flea market about the preservative they're using, and the guy explaining to me. And he says, the preservative they're using is too strong. And I said, oh, wow. We need to pray for our food, okay? We need to pray. We need to, to um, commend our life to the Lord. Ask the Lord to keep up with his right hand, okay? 
because right now every this Pastor Bagley was talking about two days ago how three of his congregation died, and he he was broken in his wife. They were asking to pray for the family. Okay, it's happening everywhere. People are dying, young people, older people. I mean, the ages don't matter. The ages that food is killing people everywhere all over the world, and people don't know how to go about it. But it's trusting the Lord. It's going to take trust the Lord. Look at these verses. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is on my right hand. I should not be moved. Okay? This is what we need to do. The same like David did. David went through it. David could have died. He could have been moved, and the Lord held him with his right hand. The same with us. It's for us to trust the Lord. When my chicken just dropped dead, I wouldn't bury my chicken, but I was like, that me I know people I said me was not bad. But whatever the chemical was too strong. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So be careful. Pray about everything. Just pray about everything. And and the Lord will protect you. Remember, God has not given out a spirit of fear. I don't say this for you to fear. But be fully aware, okay, fully aware, okay, of what is happening. And thank you, Brother uh, uh, brother Strada, it's, it's given us more. Can you read that, Brother, more information in regard to, in, in regard to the things that are doing to me? I have a last one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, there's a, a BHT, butylated, a hydro, hydrohox. Say a little loud so they can hear it. Yeah, uh says uh, that BHT, which stands for uh, butylated hydroxytylene, is a lab-made chemical that is added to foods as a preservative. Uh, people also use it as a medicine. BHT is used to treat uh, genital herpes and acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, which is AIDS. Some people apply BHT directly to the skin for cold sores. Amen. And again, it's not to be a negative. God has not given a spirit of fear, but do have the knowledge and the understanding. And the good thing is the Lord is with us. He's sustaining us, okay? And keep your family in prayer for sure, you know? Um, Praying for the vaccinated right now is very complicated, okay? But keep your family in prayer. That's what I'm going to tell you. Believe that God can save them, okay? Keep your family in prayer, my brothers and sisters, and just ask the Lord to lead you, to guide you. It has to be the Lord. The Lord will tell you what to do, okay, who to pray for, and all that. Let the Lord guide you in all this, my brothers and sisters, because it's, it's very difficult right now. What is happening? Thank you, Lord. Uh, Genesis 3, 3, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you should not eat of it, and you to touch it. Okay, so she revealed to Satan what it was. Uh, sex and the woman, and the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Pleasant to the eye, the tree was decided to make one wise. Uh, I don't know what she saw, wisdom in that tree, because there's no way in the Bible that say that it will make you wise. Mm-hmm. But he saw wisdom. The devil lied to you, woman, because she saw wisdom there. Yeah. She believed the die of the devil. Then 3A, 
Then they heard the voice of the Lord of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Well, walking in the garden on the cool of the day is what the Lord loves to do. I think I, I would think it was either Chu Thomas or I, I'm trying to think who was the sister or the brother that the Lord told him that he loved to walk in the garden and heaven in the cool of the day, early in the morning. The Lord in heaven goes to the garden every day, and he walks around the garden, just like he used to do when the garden was on the earth. He still does the same in heaven. He loves to every morning. He goes to the garden, and he walks around the garden and enjoys all the beauty, everything that is in the garden. It's, it's an awesome, beautiful garden. And Jesus loves it very much, his garden. So what they heard the Lord walking in the garden in the morning, okay, then Adam and his wife hid himself from the presence of the Lord. Why are they hiding themselves from the presence of the Lord? First of all, they were made in the presence of the Lord. When God carved the sign Adam, he carved the sign his body in his presence. When Adam opened, first opened his eyes and saw God, he was standing in the presence of God. The presence of God is the Holy Spirit. He was in the Holy Spirit. He had the Holy Spirit all over him when God made him. The presence of God is the Holy Spirit. My brother and sister, I'm on the tree of the garden. The Holy Spirit presence is going to be in the millennium. The Holy Spirit's presence is going to be in the New Jerusalem, all over the New Jerusalem, the new earth. Because that's the presence of God. The Holy Spirit of God is the presence of God. And he's going to be all over the earth, my brother and sister. So how can you hide from the presence of God when he's everywhere? That fear mentality that Adam had was not of God. That's a fear mentality. Fear, hallelujah, fear entered into the heart when they believe the devil. Yeah. Exactly what happened. Fear entered into their heart when they believe the devil. That's why we need to be, be careful we don't believe the devil in any way possible, shape or form, because fear will enter into your heart. So you have to confess believing the devil in order for that fear to leave you. Confess it every day for believing the devil. 3.11. Then he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Have thou eaten out of the tree where I commanded thee not to eat of it? The only way you're going to be naked is by now obeying God's commandment. God is saying to Adam, okay? If you don't obey his commandment, you are going to be naked. So if you're already saying, if he's already saying to God that he was afraid he was because he was naked, God saying, have you eaten out of there? Have you eaten out of the tree that I told you not to eat? Hallelujah. So again, so yeah, you are men from work, okay, had no heart problem until he took the bite. You know, he had a heart problem. It's a fact of the matter. And there's several people in, in, in the same state having heart problems after taking the bicene. But we have told people not to take the bicene in this program. Do not take the bicene. I thought I said it so much that I didn't need to say it again, but amen. It's always a reminder. Do not take it. Now, Genesis uh, 3.12. So finishing with that, if you don't eat 
what God says not to eat, then you won't, you you you're not you're not going to be naked. And naked and talk about disobedience and sin. Okay. Praise the Lord. Three twelve. And the man said, "The woman whom thou gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree of the garden. What is this? Okay. Adam did not take responsibility for his sin, so he blaming God. He playing the blame game. You, no, it was not my fault. It was your fault. You gave it to me. Yeah. Taking no responsibility for his sin. None whatsoever. What do you think, Brother Tony? Yeah, he did. He he made an error there because, you know, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What he said, you know, that's completely wrong. And even Eve said the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she blamed, mm-hmm. you know, what, what God had given her, you know. And, but it, it, that's the flesh, you know. That's, that's because now they were in the flesh. And, and uh, yeah, you get... We tend to do that sometimes, and and uh, but you know, but when, that's why we have to walk in the spirit because you know that the desire of the flesh immediately wants to you know go left, you know, do uh, like complain, you know, about yeah, blame someone else when it's it's we have to take responsibility. I've learned that I've been learning that taking responsibility for our actions, our sins, you know, it's really up to us, you know. Um, so it's our responsibility. And that's always in my prayers is I take total full responsibility to look for every sin I committed today, you know, because we sin, you know, we sin every day. And, and uh, yeah, but that that's, you know, that's God, you know, teaching us there what, what Adam did and what we shouldn't do, you know, is blame someone else or, you know, anything else when we're the ones that, you know, it's really mm-hmm. we're the ones that make the decision. Thank you. Yeah. Genesis three twenty four. I want to show you in Genesis three twenty four that the sword, the word of God, kept them from going into the garden. The word of God kept them from going into the garden. It was the word of God that kept them. Yeah. Genesis three twenty four. He drove out the men. He placed the east of the garden a sheriffing in a flaming sword. But the flaming sword is the word of God. In which he's going to destroy his enemy. Yeah. The word of God was keeping him from entering the garden. Because unless you repent, yeah. you will not find a way. He's the way. Yeah. Okay? Which turn every way, every way, to keep the way of the tree alive. Who who did say in the Bible, I am the way? Let me have people thinking at home. Who said in the Bible that he is the way? Bible and sisters. He's also the word. He is the sword. In Revelation 19, where did the sword come out of? His mouth. Hmm. The sword is the word. Yeah. The sword was keeping them from going, keeping them from the way. Jesus, yeah. Jesus is, is the word. Jesus is the sword. Jesus is also the way. So why is Jesus keeping Adam and Eve from going into the garden? Because men will not live by bread alone, by every word that proceeded by God's mouth. It's because they did not repent. If you don't repent, the word will turn against you. 
Who did Jesus say will judge him in the last days? Who did he say, Brother Tommy? Um, well, he said the word. He right there's a, and John said that. Uh, Let's find that verse. Thank you, Lord. The word will judge. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. John twelve forty eight. He that rejected me and received not my words, he have one that will judge him, the word that I have spoken. The saints will judge him in the last days. Same word, yeah. See, the word turned to Adam, against Adam and Eve and keep them from going into the garden. That flaming sword was the Bible, the word, the word of Jesus was keeping them from entering the garden. How are we living today by every word? But if we're not obedient, if we're not repenting, the word will turn. And what happens when you encounter a flaming sword moving so quickly that the word, it will cut you to pieces. It will cut you to pieces. So we need to be obedient to God and his word because now the word will turn against us. My brother and sister, it will turn against us. He that reject me, and we see not my word, what were Adam and do doing? Because they sinned and they not repented, they were rejecting Christ. Okay? And what happened? The same thing that happened to Adam and Eve, the word that I have spoken, the same was judgment in the last days. It was the word like a flaming sword, ready to cut them to pieces if they tried to enter. It was ready to cut their life to pieces. If any of them will put at least a finger, it will cut it. The word will not playing around. No order from God. Jesus said that the word will judge people in the last days. The saints will judge him in the last days. People will be judged by the words in the last days. The Bible says that a sword proceeded out of his mouth in which he'll cut his enemy to pieces and feed unto the birds, Revelation 19. My brother and sister, this word is powerful. It's a life. It's going to do what God sends it to do. Will either save or will either cut people to pieces, condemn them. He said the word will judge him. Whoever that him is, is in trouble with the word. The word will judge him. And that's because rejecting me and receiving not my words. And the moment they reject Jesus, what happened? They cannot receive his words. The Pharisee and scribes that criticized Jesus for his teaching, that, that rejected him, could not receive his words. What happened? The word condemned them. The word judged them. The word judged them, my brother and sister. Because in the very second, if they not repented in order to be insane, my brother insisted, you know that we are saved by hope? I always kept saying for years, we are saved by grace. We are saved by grace. There is a word that says that we are saved by hope. Yeah. You got that one, brother? <laughs> well, Tony and I was reading it and was like, I've been saying all this year that we're saved by grace. And it's true. It's the word of God. But there's also a word that says that we are saved by hope. Yeah. You found it? Yes, yeah, Romans 8.24 <clears throat> says, uh, 
for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope, for what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. For we are saved by hope. You see how the word of God is it's just so profound. There's so much we need to learn. You know, we were going to spend an eternity learning, for sure, you know. But I tell you something, there's so much for us to learn. We're like in the beginning of this. And we have some, what well, we started in the Word in billions of years, just in the beginning. You know, as, as some sheriff and all redeem has told people who are busy heaven, they just have began, they've been studying the Word for thousands of years. And they say, I'm just beginning, because they can see so much more, yeah. you know, and, and, and we're just beginning. This, we don't even know everything about the Bible yet. I think humanity, so for 2,000 years, have preached maybe 5% of the Bible. And when I say 5%, 5% of the revelation of the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's going to take us to go to heaven to learn the, the other 97% or 95%. I don't know. I could be wrong. God would say, "Oh, you probably you only have learned one percent, my son." Okay. <laughs> we know so little, my brother and sister. So so little. Yeah. I shared a sample with my father when I was taken to heaven the other days, and and I was in front of a cherry tree, and my father had an order from God to give me one cherry. I tried to convince my father to give me a handful of cherry, and my father looked at me like. He was not going to argue with me. Like, you know, he has too much knowledge to, to, you know, like God has given him so much knowledge up there. He looked at me and said, one only, and put the one in my hand. He picked it, he put it in my hand. And when I put that sherry in my mouth, oh, my Lord, I didn't know there was so much power in that sherry. I felt like I was like a nuclear weapon blowing up in heaven. I think if he would have given me a handful, he would have killed me. But there's no death in heaven anyway. You know, but, you know, they use wisdom for everything in heaven. There's so much wisdom from God. And they are just scratching the surface. He died in, in 80, 79, and he's just scratching the surface. He's been up there for, for almost 50 years and still scratching the surface. 40-something years. My brother and sister. And they consider themselves knowing so little, and they study the Word every day. And study, and study, and study, and study the knowledge of God. And they use 100% of the brain, not like us, a few percentage. They use so much. So we got so, so far to go. Yes, thank you, Brother Miguel. We know in part, as the Scripture said, we prophesy in part also. So it's just so little, so little. My brother says, if someone died, went to heaven a month ago, a week ago, two days ago, that person knows things. All of us combined. All, of, all the bride combined, that person knows the more than all of us. Mystery. That a person learned in a week when I feel it. Thank God. Thank you. So much, so much, so much. But we need to go to heaven in order to, to be there. So he drove our men out of the place of the east of the garden and the eater of the cherubim. Cherubim are 
And, and, the, and when God ordered Moses to make the ark, he put two shell, one on the left, one on the right. It represents uh, the protection of the holiness of God, or the, or the keeping of the holiness of God more, the flaming sword. But the cherub there also has a significant, hope the Lord soon will give us a significant of the cherub, because it has a significant in it. Like the sword is the word of God, cherub also has a meaning. But it's in keeping with the holiness. You know, it's important that we understand. Those are the closer ones to, to God. Yeah, those are the closer ones to God. Exodus 15:25. He cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When uh, Moses got to the to the unsweet water, is that what they call it? Sweet water. Bitter water. Bitter water. When Moses got to the bitter water. Okay, and this Bible translation doesn't do much justice there, but I'm going to explain it. And they can probably look it up in the other one. It says that Moses cried to the Lord because people were complaining the water was bitter. It was undrinkable. He couldn't drink the water. And that talks about water being contaminated today. Why was the water bitter? Maybe if we study the water, why was it bitter? We'll come out to the conclusion today, why is water contaminated today? But what is it going to take for water to become better for us? For us. Because now it's us. These people are in heaven. Moses and them are in heaven. But now it's us. How do we apply this to our own life today? Okay? We need to apply it today. So Moses cried out to the Lord, which we need to do, fasting and prayer. And the Lord showed him a tree. The other Bible said that the Lord showed him a dream. It was a dream here that God gave Moses, because God speaks to dreams. If you look it up in the Spanish King James Bible, it says that God showed him a dream. I don't know for what reason, and this is why I tell you that certain things you question, because you say, why did they translate it this way? Because when you read it, you don't see the, 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 the dream at all there. Okay? See? You can look it up and in Spanish. You can see it. It gives you the word dream. Okay? Let me see. Okay. He showed him. Which Bible was it that I was reading? It talks about a dream. He showed him. Now I can't find it. <laughs> but it talks about God showing him uh, when he when he asked God, my brother and sisters, uh, he showed him, um, I'm looking for the word dream here. I'm looking through different translations because it was a revelation that most have received here. My brother and sisters, which is it, it's interesting that God showed Moses uh, like a dream or a dream or a revelation of what um, he needed to do. The Lord showed him a branch of which he threw into the water, and the water became sweet. But who was the branch? Okay, which. I'm looking, because it doesn't say branch in the King James here. You know what it says? 
it says tree. I just read in the other Bible that it says branch, but in here it doesn't say branch. It says tree. Yeah. God showed him a tree, which he had to cast into the water. Who do you think that tree is? My brothers and sisters, Jesus. Jesus is that tree that will cast into the better water. It's the only way. We are like a tree planted by the, by, by the river. But who is the river? The Holy Spirit. So who is the tree of life? Who is the tree of life? Jesus. So Moses, God showed him a tree. God revealed him Jesus. And he takes a tree and throws it into the bed of water. He threw Jesus into the water. And what happened? The water became sweet. Why did the water become sweet when Jesus goes into the water? When he throws him into the water? Because the Lord is sweet. Sweet Jesus. Haven't you heard about sweet Jesus? Sweet sweet Lord. I think there are sweet verses. Proverbs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. God is always. Uh, the Lord smelled a sweet savor. The Lord said in his heart, Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Even if the incense was sweet. Oh, my Lord. Thank you. Sweet savor. Thank you. Sweet cinnamon. Praise your God. But the Lord is sweet. And I know there's a verse that says that the Lord is sweet. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. My brother, some, some, some. There's one that says, taste the Lord and see that he's good. Amen. And, uh, gracious words are a honeycomb. Are, are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Which that's the Bible, gracious words, the Lord. Amen. The Lord is sweet. The Lord is good. And his love endure forever. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Hallelujah. Praise you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. I, I just have to... Uh, Oh, David said in Psalm 134, my meditation on him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. He also said in Psalm 141, 6, when thou judges are thrown unto the stony place, they shall hear my word, for they are sweet. He said that the word is sweet. So if the word is sweet, Jesus is sweet, no? Yeah, he's the word. Yeah. Sweet Savior. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The desire comes through the sweet of the soul. Just, I, I need to find one that, that points to him. Hallelujah. Sweet word. Sweet of the taste. Hallelujah. I heard there's a lot of like music that says sweet Jesus. Yeah. So it has to be Truly the light is sweet, pleasant thing. And Jesus is the light. Mm -hmm. He's the light. Mm -hmm. The fruit. 
for sweet as thy voice, thy comely as comely. Oh Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sweet flower. This is a sweet flower, sweet smell. Hallelujah. Sweet melody, sweet game, sweet wine. Sweet unto me. And Jeremiah said, when he awake, behold, in my sleep, was sweet unto me. Hallelujah. Wow. There's a lot of sweet. But one point one to the Lord. Sweet wine is a wine also. Sweet fragrance. Uh, sweet as honey. Sweet as honey, that's the word, which is the Lord. Mouth sweet as honey. So it points to Jesus anyway. Because he's the light, he's the honey, he's all that. Sweet, how sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than honey to my mouth. Amen. Thank you, Brother Miguel. So it's pointing to the Lord being sweet. It's pointing to the Lord being sweet. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So he turned the water sweet. Turned the water sweet. And he made for them a statue, an ordinance that they put them to the proof. Okay. So this tree God showed Moses is Jesus. Okay. He turned the water sweet. But it showed him, the part here that it showed him, okay, it showed him, my brother and sister, showed him a certain piece of wood. And, and the Jewish complete Bible says a piece of wood. Another Bible says a, 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 a branch, okay? It's interesting how this Bible, they, they, okay, here says the Lord told him, I wonder which one says, uh, talks about dreams. Showed him. Okay. So it was a revelation. It was. Most of received a revelation from the Lord. Showed him. Okay. Let me. Let me. Which Bible is reading that says. Yeah. The Lord showed him. Okay. One of the Bibles says it was like a dream. Showed him. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Thank you, Lord. It shows him. Showing, reveal, is basically the same. Mm -hmm. But most of the Bible says it was a tree. This is the part also that uh, um, it's interesting. But then one of this is remember that the, what did Moses see that was burning and would not be consumed? The burning bush? Bush. Yeah. This Bible says it was a bush. Yeah. yeah. So the question is, was it a bush? Was it a tree? Did he use a branch? Mm -hmm. it's like, it makes you think, because uh, what did Moses encounter? Uh, How did the Lord reveal himself to Moses? And yes, the three. A burning bush. A burning bush. So when God showed Moses the burning bush, I mean the, the same bush, but this time was not burning, he grabbed it and threw it into the water. But the question is, what did he throw into the water? Was it a branch? Some of the Bible says it was a branch from the tree he threw into the water. Yeah. But some other Bible, the King James says, he threw the tree. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 
that if you go to the King James, because you want to know what was thrown into the water, the Lord had shown him a tree, and we had cast it into the water. So what did he cast into the water? The tree. Yeah, that one says he had a tree. But the rabbis say that it was a branch that he cast into the water. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, and you kind of have to meditate. What made sense? Because he had a machete to cut down the tree. Yeah, when he died, yeah. <laughs> See when he found <laughs> The question is that Moses had a machete. Did he have the tool to cut it down? Now, if it was a vision, and you can do it in a vision, because you can do these things in a vision, and nothing is being affected, because it's a vision, it's something, even if we show you something tangible that you can grab and throw, the rabbi believe it was a branch. The Moses, see, when you go here, it tells you that a, a piece of wood, and he threw it into the water. Now, a piece of wood, which it has to be a branch, you know. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So every time you study God's word, you you want to get to uh, get to a good understanding of the word. You cast a tree into the water, a branch. Yeah. Which I don't know. It, it makes sense. A branch to me makes sense because it doesn't say that Moses had to cut it down. If it, you know, think about it. If Moses had to throw the whole tree into the water, then he has to cut it down, right? Because how are you going to... Yeah, he needs a strong tool for that. <laughs> now, some people will argue with, with the power of God, you can do it. Yeah. But Moses was a simple man, no, a humble man. He was being obedient to the voice of God, whatever God was showing him. So he was a simple man like us, but at the same time, you know, it, it, how do you bring this to the understanding? Because there was no moment God, God did not say, oh, I'm giving you the power, plug this tree out and throw it into the water. Yeah. So we know that that didn't happen because yeah. we're not giving that information. Yeah. So the more logical was it was a branch. A branch yeah. He took a branch, threw it into the water. The water becomes sweet. Oh, you know? We can't doubt that, you know. Got dated with Samson, you know. He, he did things that yeah. <laughs> will leave you, you know. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. What do you brother think online? Come on, give 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 us give us. Let let the Lord flow through you. Because yeah. it's interesting here that what what was cast into the water, a tree, a branch, a piece of wood. Somebody was saying, yeah. what was cast into the water? The King James said the tree was cast into the water. They at least you with a thousand questions. How did Moses cut down the tree? The, it could be that the Israelites walk into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of tools. They probably used some other tools to cut it down. Yeah. But there's no indication of that when you follow the story, which that's what you, we need to do. Okay, so the branch, when he threw it into the water, the water became sweet. The Lord made a, a, a start to order them for them there. He tested them, saying, if you would digitally listen to pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight. Listen to his commandment. Keep 
for Monsignor effectively obey his priesthood, his title. I will not put your put on any disease which I have put on the Egyptian, for I am the Lord thy God. You know, he put the seed on, on the Egyptians, they became very ill and sick. Why is there so much disease? Okay, my brother and sister, today is because of sin and disobedience, people breaking God's commandment. Okay, that's important. Okay, so at least we got to the point where we say, okay, it's a branch, we kind of agreed. King James says it's a, it's a, it was a tree. But then if you say that Moses threw the tree into the water, how did he cut the tree down? Did he have the tool? Was it under the power of God? Yeah. Because no indication of lightning and thunder. Yeah. And the other one that says that when God told them that about one of the plagues, he told them to get the rod and strike it on the water and it would turn red, right? Mm-hmm. That was the rod. Thank you, Lord. So the the tree we know was Messiah. Yeah. Because it makes the water um, sweet. Mm-hmm. Messiah being sweet Lord, he turned the tree into the water sweet. My brother and sister, which is awesome. Jesus says, okay, hallelujah. Now we got Jacob now. This is when when um, his father-in-law was tricking him. And Jacob, the angel of the Lord comes to Jacob and tells Jacob how to, how to, how do you say? Because he, he, he said Jacob took the branch from the polar among the, 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 you have to go back a little bit in the story, it's 37, but. You have to go back what was happening, okay? Uh, this is when, when fa- uh, father-in-law was tricking Jacob and stealing from him. So the angel of the Lord, Messiah, comes to Jacob. Uh, so you had a little before I came. He had increased, multiplied abundantly. The Lord have favored you. Uh, and where I turn, but now when shall I provide for my own household? Laban asked, what should I give you? Uh, Jacob replied, you should not give me anything, but if you will uh, do this one thing for me, which I now purpose, I will again pastor and keep your flock. Let me pass through your entire flock today, removing from every speckle and spotted sheep and every uh, dark or black one amongst the lambs, the spotted and speckle among the gold, and those should be my wages. So, my honestly, so my honestly, honesty will be evident to me for later when you come from the, uh, for the accounting. Now, what Jacob is doing here, my brother insisted, he wants to be honest now with Laban, his father-in-law. Because remember how Jacob left his country in the sunnies. And anyone who's been in another sunny situation doesn't have a good testimony among certain people. If we have dealt dishonestly with someone, you know, you don't leave good testimony. People remember you for that. So Jacob left his household dishonestly. He tricked his brother Esau. Now he's looking for honesty. He wants to now he wants to be honest with God. 
with himself, with, with Laban, with her fellow servant. You know, it's, it, it, you know. So, concerning my word, Jesus, that everyone that is not speckled among the gold that come on your land, if were found with me, should be considered stolen. Wow, this is very honest. If you found, okay, dark, a gold dark amongst your lamb, found that with me it should be considered stolen. He, he wants to show his father-in-law, if he's on his men, Jacob's heart had changed. Like God give each and one of us the opportunity to change, repent, yeah. change our ways. If you've been dishonest in your life one way or another, if you lied to someone, if you stole him from someone, now God gives us the opportunity to repent. Could have been a family member, could have been friends, whoever it was, if you had the opportunity to apologize, do apologize and repent. Jacob was very dishonest, and now he wants to be honest. And the only way is to give testimony. After you repent, look forward to do everything honestly now. Don't go crazy doing crazy things. Just look to being honest like Jacob. So like I said, good. Let it be done as you say. I'll take your word. You said that you're going to be honest. I respect what you're saying now, Jacob. Okay, I'll take your word. So on the same day, Laban secretly removed the male gold that were tricked uh, and spotted and all the female gold that were speckled and spotted. Now, what is Laban doing? You cannot cheat the devil. You cannot cheat the devil. You can either cheat God, but you cannot cheat the devil. Because the devil knows how to cheat people very well. And, and in regard to the greed or knowledge, he has it all in, in cheating and lying. Yeah. So if you try to lie to the devil, the devil will say, you're lying to me. And you say, how do you know? Because he's a father of all lies. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you try... So Laban is it, 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 representing the devil in the story. So Laban now, knowing about Jacob, Jacob is trying to be honest, but God now has to allow Laban to cheat Jacob. Why? Because Jacob needs to learn out of his own mistake. Jacob lied before and tricked his brother. Now he needs to learn that in God, you cannot be doing so. You cannot go on with your life doing, tricking everybody, misleading people. You cannot go on with your life like that. You need to change. You need to repent. And now you need to give fruit of repentance. So God now is allowing Laban to trick Jacob. And Jacob now is in a field of pain. Okay? Because when, when, when you come to God, you repent. God said, okay, I forgive you, my son. I forgive you, my daughter. Now I'll test you. Now I'm going to test you. You say that you're not going to do it again. I'm going to test you. See, God doesn't take our word. God will forgive us when we repent, yes. But you promise God that you're not going to do it again. It's not for God to say, okay, I, yeah, you're not going to do it again. Oh, you're such a great child. See, God, God, God is too old to know. Haven't you heard that God is too, is too old? God's already been around for you know, you know, all the people say, I've been around so long for you to try to take it. Yeah. God's been around forever. No one is going to come and trick them. Okay? That's why the devil doesn't try because he knows. He cannot trick God. So, you know, 
God puts Porter and Jacob to the test. He'll test us. And it's not for him to know who we are, because that's, that's, that's the way we think. It's for us to show us who we are yeah. in him, who we have become in Christ, yeah. who Christ has made us to be. Because God can take dirt and turn that into diamond. That's right. God can take dirt and turn it into gold and give it the highest value. And not just gold, refined gold, transparent gold. He can make each and one of us. Yeah. My brothers and sisters. So it's not for God to know who we are. It's for God to show us who he can make us to be in him. So God wants to show Jacob the, the liar that he used to be, the trick that he used to be. He's not going to do that anymore. Now he's going to be a holy and righteous man before God. God's going to reveal in his heart and him by allowing Laban to trick him. And every time Laban tricked him, God going to show Jacob, look, God got him out of trouble. God could get Laban out of tra- uh, Jacob out of trouble because he knows who Laban is. God knows who Laban is. He knows he's on the, in- the influence of the devil. What if the Lord says to Judah, what are you going to do? Go do it now. <laughs> Judah is like, how do you know I've been planning this for so long? How do you know I have this? In- I didn't tell anybody. I've been keeping this top secret. And when the hour comes, he says, hey, what are you what you're going to do? Go ahead and do it. <laughs> He's revealing his heart. Yeah. This is what's been in your heart. You, you want you want coin. You want gold. You want money. And you're going to sell me for money. And if I allow you, you'll sell your mother too. Because they say that some people that, that are willing to sell anyone, but so even their, their parents. And Judah will sell anybody. Some people that are in love with money, as the root of all evil, they'll sell anyone. Be careful with people that are in love with money because they'll sell you out. They will sell you out. And the days to come and the persecution that are coming, there will be people sold out by their own family. Okay? I heard, I've already heard in the cases where family members are telling other authorities that some of the family are not vaccinated. Oh, so-and-so is not vaccinated. Who, who told them to be a police for them or a detective for them? Family are selling other family, just like Judah sold out Jesus. For 33 coins, he told them, right? Yeah. He sold them out. He sold out his master, his friend, the one that feed him. When the disciple wanted to know, the one he will give them the... the the bread, when he put it into the wine, gave him the bread, he gave it to Judah. The disciple wanted to know who it was. The Lord doesn't work in darkness. He always revealed the secret. So he wanted to show the disciple who was the one who will betray him. He gave the bread to Judah. Judah was the one. Then the disciple knew it was Judah right away, my brothers and sisters. No doubt. They have no doubt. God doesn't work in doubt. God can show you who it is. Who's going to sow you out in the days to come? For you to be careful with people. Be careful with people. Trust with your life only Jesus. Sure. People will sell you out for money. The government 
It's giving people a lot of money to buy other people, to get to know who these other people are. And they'll pay off people, and they'll come. And they'll trick you, and they'll sell you out. Be careful. Listen, please. Or a sword can be put through you. My brother, sister. Thank you, Lord. God is good. So when when um, everyone, why was that? And all the dark ones were among the sheep. He put them in the in the cares of his son, and he put them in the distant tree. Days journey between himself and Jacob. Jacob was the left, was in, left in the case of the rest of the Laban flock. So Jacob took the branches. The Bible is telling us where Jacob was still standing. He's still standing on the left. Yeah. Jacob needed to get right. Yeah. He was still on the left. That's why when he leaves Laban, he starts getting right. He starts fixing score. So then Jacob took the branches, first spot, uh, pollard among the, the plain tree, peeled with a stripe, and then exposing the wire of the branches. Then he set the branches. We had peel from among the flock, watering the, the through it, where the flock came to drink. They make, they conceive, they came to drink, so the flock make and conceive by the branches. So somehow it made them give the different color that Jacob was looking for. This is how, how, how Messiah led Jacob to always be prospered by the leading of Messiah. Furthermore, the stranger animal, the flock, where uh, breeding, Jacob will place in the branches in the side of the flock that were watering through, that they were made and conceived. So God was giving him heavenly revelation in regard how to multiply his blessing. Jacob became exceedingly prosperous. Notice that? And enlarged the flock, sheep and gold, female and male servant, and came to the donkey. So at this, at this time, Laban is not happy with Jacob. Because in, in this negotiation, in this business deal, Jacob, Jacob is the one making all the money, being prospered, my brothers and sisters. And the reason why you want to have so many sheep, especially female and only having babies, is because you can multiply your, 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 your animal and make a lot of money. There was a way for them to become very wealthy. And Abraham was. So was Isaac, and now was Jacob, my brother and sister. If you follow the story now, you'll see that God uh, did not allow Laban to trick, uh, would deliver Jacob from the trickling of Laban, my brother and sister. But Jacob was being led by the angel of the Lord. Make sure you are led by the angel of the Lord, by Jesus. So the devil doesn't steal your blessing. If you want to be prosperous, ask the Lord. The Lord spoken to me a couple of days ago. And he says to me, come together with your brothers and sisters and ask me whatever financial need they may have, I will provide it to them, Jesus said. Come in agreement with them. Pray with them. And whatever the financial need is, the Lord says, I will provide it to them, Jesus said. He said he will, my brother and sister. So I don't want to forget to say this here in the Lord Tower. Whatever the financial need, especially for those that want to move here to North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina, if that is your plan, you know, and, and, and you need God to provide you the finance for it, 
okay? Just just uh, send me an email. Let me know, Brother Elvi. Uh, come in agreement that God will provide me the finance for me to move there and, and come and work with you and, and, and the work that God is calling you to do. My brother and sister, God is faithful, and God will provide you for surely the finance. The Lord said he would, my brother and sister. Okay? God will provide that. We're praying for that, Sister Luna. The Lord will provide that for you. Continue to seek the Lord. The Lord is faithful. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But he'll definitely will provide everyone with whatever you need and more. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. So please take that in consideration. Ask the Lord to lead you. If the Lord gives you a dream or vision to move here, He'll guide you. He's going to provide all you need to move. All you have to do is be obedient. Obedient with God is better than sacrifice, remember, my brothers and sisters. Amen. We also keep in those that are supporting us in prayer. And God's been faithful to really bless so many, my brothers and sisters. All the ones are still waiting. We'll keep praying that God will, will multiply. Remember that it's 100 times 1. You just said 100 times 1 in this life, 100%. In this life and the life to come, whatever we give for his kingdom. So that, that's the claim there. That's the, the proclamation that we need to make in prayer, that 100 times 1 will be multiplied 100% of whatever we give to God in his work, and God is faithful to provide, to give, whatever it is that people need. I have people tell me things that God this past week, past few weeks, how much money God has provided to certain people that have been stunning to me, some of the amount that some people have given me. But glory be to the Lord. Make sure you are obedient to the Lord. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll continue. Some people have asked me to pray for a certain uh, uh, amount of money to come in, and God has provided it almost right away, some in a week, some in a few weeks. It's just been incredible. But remember, we'll continue to pray. God can, can sustain you, support you, provide to you. My brother and sister, amen. Enough, as the Lord says, what we need and more. He's faithful to provide us what we need and more. So whatever it is that you need, he'll provide to you and more. So most of our God have been already, uh, yes, yes. I'm not sure if people are having problems with PayPal. I, I haven't heard anyone complaining lately, but if you do, uh, please let me know, my brothers and sisters, because sometimes some people, when they click on the PayPal, they have a problem. It should all be working fine now. Uh, I usually check, you know, once in a while. A couple of weeks ago, I believe it is that I checked. Everything seems to be in well. Uh, some people prefer sell it sell it to, to the email there, and, and that seems to work fine. But if for some reason you have a problem with PayPal, uh, it, it looks good in this, in this, looks like PayPal is working, okay? I just click on it, theloadtower.org. Remember, it's where we, okay, uh, we, that's our page, the Lord's Hour, uh, or the, my brother and sister. We're still supporting the poor in Israel. That's something that we're never going to stop doing by the direction of the Lord. It pleases the Lord. So we're going to go ahead and, and keep doing that. 
my brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. So be part of, of what we're doing, and the Lord will bless you. You will be in our prayer, and the Lord will definitely provide. Thank you, Lord. Whatever it is that we need, whatever we ask, he will always give us more than what we ask. My brother and sisters, I know there's been a lot of who have not heard that sincere repenting message we're going to play next. If you have not heard that from, I believe it was from, who was it from? I think it was either Sunday. Okay. We, was it Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Sunday. Sunday. It is a really uh, good message that Jesus spoke to me. My brother and sister in Revelation. If some of you have not heard it, we're going to play it after. It's called Sincere Repenting. It's the title of it. Uh, it is a blessing. Please listen to that. We'll join you back on Tuesday night. Amen. You want to say anything else, brother? Uh, no, I don't have much. I don't have much. Do you read all the verses you have there? Uh, yeah, I. Thank you. Yeah, I always write down what I get. Yeah, like I get rainbows a lot. Brother Tony will be getting some audio ready for Thursday, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure when yet, though. But yeah, yes. I'm. I'm. Uh, I like to bring a message. Yeah. Yes, he had not said when yet. But uh, he he might do pre-recording or even live if he wants. For Thursday night. For Thursday night. And, and you know, it he he gets really, uh, really good revelation. He studied the words a lot, listened to the word a lot. So whatever he's going to share will bless us. I know that. So I will be looking forward to listening to that when he starts that. You know, I know that sometimes I interact when he's speaking. Because right. when he's doing the program, when he's doing it, I won't be interacting him no more. So I'll be listening. So whatever he has to say, he'll say, my brother and sister, amen. But we'll let him pray and seek the Lord and continue to fast. So the Lord will give him the word. But it will be such a blessing, especially for the younger people that are that need to hear a younger person you know, bringing the word, bringing the revelation, you know, that they can relate more to. Because younger people usually relate to younger people. Yeah. Amen. But we're here for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, we'll continue to pray and seek the Lord. Before the three days are done, the judgment and the three days of darkness come, because they are going to come, my brother and sister. We just need to, to prepare, continue to prepare with the Lord, though. Right. It's important that we prepare with the Lord and, and are seeking the Lord, coming close to the Lord, filling our life with the presence of the Lord before the judgment comes. Because a lot of people, when the judgment comes, are going to run around in fear. And you know how the Word said God has not given out a spirit of fear. Okay? So we need to let you know, fill your life with Jesus. Fill your life with his presence. Adam was in his, in his presence. Before his sin and after his sin, he was afraid of the presence. He was afraid of the Holy Spirit, you know? Yeah. And for people to be afraid of being filled with the Holy Spirit, you got to check yourself. Yeah. What is it that you're hiding or hiding from? Yeah. Because Adam said, I hid myself from thy presence. Yeah. Why was Adam hiding himself from the Holy Spirit when he was made in the presence of the Holy Spirit? He was made in the spirit. He was there in the presence of God when God made him. Why was he hiding himself from him then? Sin. 
hidden sin, unconfessed sin. So you got to check with yourself what is it that you need to confess in your life that the fear will go out of you. Sincere repenting, yeah. Sincere repenting. What is it? Because if, if, some people write to me that they have a fear problem mm-hmm. that comes over them. Yeah. And that if you have an open door of an unconfessed sin in your life mm-hmm. that you need to confess before the Lord, and you are going to have to step with the Lord in fasting, pray and fasting. You can get on your floor, on your knees, cry out to God and say, Lord, what is the open door to this fear? How do I open the door to this? Is it a generation that occurs from my mother's side, my father's side, from first, second, third, fourth generation back to, to Adam and Eve? What is the Lord? Please show me. God will show you. If you sincerely is asking, he will show you. What is the open door of that fear in you? Because he has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, the Bible says, and self-control. So you need to check with the Lord what is that open door in your life. He'll show you. And it's not the same, because I know this from a lot of people. Oh, why don't God show you and then you tell me? Then you're going to miss the experience of the Lord revealing it to you. To where you get more. Not the same someone telling you. You need to ask the Lord to give you a dream or a vision. And the Lord will give you more where he'll take it deeper. Because the Bible says, John 8, 36, what did he say? Whom the Son set free. It's free indeed. Indeed, my brother and sister. He will set you completely free. And you, you need to go through that experience. I went through it myself with the Lord years ago. And believe me, I, it's not the same. Because I, I was in fasting and praying, asking the Lord to set me free. I remember after high school, I had to smoke cigarette, tasted this and that, that my parents told me not to, my mom told me not to. And my friend, he had some. And... We went through that, drank a lot, party, and when I came to the Lord, I felt tempted, but I asked people, Christian, older Christian, how do you get set free from this or that? Fasting and prayer, brother Elvie. This kind will leave us through fasting and prayer. I said, I'm going to do that. Committing to prayer. Committing to fasting until the Lord came and set me free. And I felt so free, oh man. It was not the same like someone laying hand on me. I had my pastor lay hand on me and cast out things out of me that I didn't know I had. But it was still not the same than when Jesus came because he came to set the captive free. And when he set me free, oh man, I knew I was set free. Not the same forever. Not the same. My brother and sister, because he put a fire in me that felt the burning, that demons hate. Many Christians don't have that fire that the Lord will put on you when he cleanses you with his blood and his holy fire. You can do that over your life. You know, one thing, you know what will keep the demons away from you? The anointing. 
The anointing breaks the joke. The Bible says in Isaiah 6, I believe it is. When he put that fire, that anointing in you will break the joke. No demon will come close to you. So all that was through prayer and fasting. You want it, go ask the Lord for it. He'll give it to you any day of the hour of the day. He's willing. He's available 24 hours. I'm only available for, available for a few hours. The Lord is available 24 hours. Remember that. I'm sending you to Jesus who's available 24 hours. And he's not going to complain that you cry too much, that you pray too much. He's never going to tell you you pray too much. No. He wants you to come to him, and he'll set you free. So please trust the Lord. We'll keep you in prayer. We love you, brothers and sisters. We love you because we, we pray for you. We ask the Lord for you every day, my brothers and sisters. And the Lord is faithful. I know he's helping our brothers and sisters. You just need to stay in obedience, please, and, and don't look to the left to the right. We'll keep you in prayer. Definitely we'll keep you in prayer. But please commit your life to the Lord. Do sincere repenting. Amen. Yes, Brother David, we'll keep you in prayer, Brother David. We, we, we keep our brothers and sisters. You just say, pray for one another. We'll keep you in prayer, brother. All those that have requested prayer, I have my prayer list that I remind the Lord. David, I believe you already have my prayer list, but I make sure you are on it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We'll keep you in our prayer list. Whoever, the people that have requested, okay, we'll, we'll keep you on the prayer list. And the Lord is faithful to help you, to to set you free if you seek him with all your heart. Amen. He's faithful. You and your family, some people request that the family be added to. And, 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 you know, again, I mentioned the list of the Lord in prayer. I said, Lord, to answer that. So many occasions the Lord has said to me, he already answered them. You know, and, and there's been so many testimony out of it. But oh, glory to the Lord, I don't take no credit on that. Yeah, I, I just It gives me joy that the Lord is answering prayer. But we'll keep praying for those that are still requesting prayer. But the Lord is faithful. Amen. Don't, don't miss our Bible study on Tuesday night. Uh, we have exciting Bible study because we, we take the word and we share. And there's so much coming up. Uh, a lot of what the things we share in the Bible study have already come to pass. But more is to come to pass. So we're going to the Bible. We'll see those things. We'll share them. My brother and sister. It's going to be awesome. Let's see if my brother Miguel can join us next Sunday. If he's, if he's, if he's, uh, if he's able to, I meant to send my brother Miguel Navarro an email to join us next uh, Sunday uh, from, from uh, Colombia. He, he, he's a... Uh, my brother in Christ for many years. Amen. He's been he's been on the Lord's hour. He had shared the word. So I'll see. Uh, I don't know what the condition is from Colombia here now. But uh, Brother Miguel, if you're able to, uh, let me know through email. Uh, Sister Lee, uh, not this Sunday. I believe the following Sunday. They, they had an activity uh, that she talked to me. She emailed me about it in her church. For a couple weeks, and she said, "Brother, I'll be letting you know 
that our activity is going to go for a couple of weeks, but then uh, I'm going to try to come back on the low tower after that activity, after two weeks, okay? She's awesome. She's also been with us many years, okay? So um, uh, she won't be, I don't, not this Sunday, but Mommy Girl will be with us if God allows it, God willing. And then our Sister Lee will be with us the, the following Sunday, God willing, also. Let's see how the condition is. She's up, she's up very far from now, over 3,000 miles. So let's see how the, the, the connection. She was trying to join us. Uh, I told her that she can join us through Skype. She tells me where she lives. There's no Skype in the country she is. She's in a different hour. Okay, amen. Thank you, Brother Miguel. Uh, she's in a different hour, so she she may have a, a difficult, difficult time. She listened to the program when she joined us live in a very, I think it's in the a.m. hours early, so it's very difficult for her to join us. But she, she said, I'll still try, Brother Ovi. She joined you after, the, after our church uh, for two weeks of activity. I believe it was a youth, he says, with the church. So I said, okay, no problem. That's, thank you for letting me know. So. So, for Brother Miguel said, God willing, he'll join us next Sunday. And then the following Sunday will be Sixth Lee. Lee Crystal, so that will be awesome. Thank you, Lord. So, someone already asked me, is she going to come on? I said, uh, the, the hours are so different. God willing, if not, I'd probably have her send us an audio. She could probably record us an audio. She'll listen to this program, though. When she's not here live, she goes back to the archive like tomorrow. And she'll listen to the Lord's Tower. So she'll, she'll hear everything I have to say. So Sister Lee Crystal, you can probably send us an audio. If it makes it easier for you, you can send it to my email, sapa999 at gmail.com. That's 49. And we'll, we'll play the audio here just because of the different hours. She got children. She got a husband. She got a family. So I know it's extremely, and she works all day long. It's extremely hard for her. So all that I understand. But she, she's very anointed. I would like to have her on the Lord's Tower. She's been with us for so many years. God bless her and her family. Amen. So we, we'll keep everyone in prayer, my brother and sister. Shalom, shalom. Listen to the repenting, sincere repenting message.
Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to God's Healer 7 Channel. I'm Sister Barbara, and I have a prophecy I'd like to share with you today. Uh, you could join me. I'm going to be in the New King James Version Study Bible. I'm going to be in the book of Exodus, uh, chapter 20, verse 25. So look at the Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus. Mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Yeshua. We thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, mighty Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I hope everyone can hear me fine tonight. Thank you, Lord. I have to make some uh, changes. Let me check, make sure they can hear me fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm here with Brother Tony. Amen. Hallelujah. We just had some uh, inconvenience. Amen. But as long as they can click on the link that I provided, they should uh, be able to hear us uh, fine. Thank you, Lord. I, I will keep uh, everyone. Thank you, Lord, uh, today with the link for people to click and, and follow. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For those that can hear us, amen, they can click the link. Amen. Praise you, God. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord. The sound may sound a little bit different, but it's still us. It's still us here. We're still here. We're not raptured yet. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's, it really sounds good. Amen. I, I, I could be doing the Lord's Hour here, too, but it's just that it's, just the, 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 it's different than, than Black Talk, so that's why I had chosen to do it on, 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 on Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And 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 black dogs, but you know, Amen. I don't think Spreaker has a chat room. They usually just have a a, a console for you to transmit. But I don't think they have a a, a a chat room. I think that's what is missing with them. And that and they, but then they want you also to use uh, Hallelujah, um, Facebook. Okay, they want you to use Facebook. 
Amen. But no, okay, it can be either way. They can listen either way. You can, we can shout here on Block Talk, and then we, you can listen on Spreaker. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, well, let's, let's do it. I'm here with Brother Tony. Go ahead, Brother Tony. Yeah, shalom. God bless you. The Lord is good, and uh, He has a word for us tonight, and uh, He is good. He is good, and He is with us, and, and I believe His presence is here, and, and He's going to minister to all of us. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. I got to keep posting the link because I know there are people, hallelujah, that will, thank you, Lord, uh, that will be thanking, hallelujah, praise the Lord, wondering how come, you know, uh, they cannot listen to the program. But hopefully uh, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep posting the link. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord Jesus, that tonight, Lord, you will give us the word to speak your message, Lord, to your people, Lord. Bring your message, bring your revelation, Lord, where you will speak with us, Lord. You will minister to our life, and you will prepare us for what is coming, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Give us the word, Lord Jesus. Give us the word. We need you to speak to us, Lord. We need you to minister to our Lord. You know, Lord, every heart, every mind. Thank you, Lord. You know the situation, Lord. You are in control. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise you, God. Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you, Jehoshua. So I received two mighty revelations this week, and I can understand why all this is happening. Because, uh, hallelujah, it's one of the sermons in New York, Black Talk is in New York, and it's all kind of neighbors with one another. So the, 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 the fallen ones are not happy for this. So I imagine that they will do everything they can to try to block this revelation. It's in their interest to do so. Amen. So praise you, Jesus. But we serve a mighty God, an awesome God, who who is definitely in control who will give us the victory through all this. Amen. We just need to trust him and know that he is in control and he's going to give us the victory through it. Praise to God. Praise to Jesus. Before I go into the revelation of God, I want to go into the word. The title is Sincere Repenting. Sincere Repenting is the title. The Lord spoke to me to tell them, hallelujah, to repent sincerely. How uh, to do sincere repenting, he says. Amen. And from the Lord lips to me writing it down. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Sincere repenting is what the Lord wants. Amen. There's a story in Second Kings 22, 18 to 20, where it was a word, a prophet, I believe, was sent to the king of Judah. And, and the prophet said, but to the king of Judah, God said to, God sends the prophet, and the message is, but to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thou sayest, thou say, uh, shall say to him, thou sayest the Lord God of Israel, concerning the word which thou hast heard, because thy heart has been tender, and thou shalt, thou shalt humble thyself before the Lord, when thou heard it, what I spoke against this place, and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation, a curse, and have rent thy clothes, and wept before me. 
I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because when we humble ourselves, God heals us. My brother and my sister. Behold, therefore, I will gather thee unto thy father, and thou shalt be gathered unto thy grave in peace. And thine eyes shall not see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. And I, they brought the king the word against. Again. Thank you, God, for this word. My brother and my sister, thank you, Jesus. This week, hallelujah, has been so, so much, so, so much, my brother and sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And if, if the audio, any problem with the audio, please let us know, uh, those that are listening, because we're not listening here. My brother and sister, I know there's so many people listening. Let us know in the chat room any problem with the audio. Praise you, Lord. So we can, hallelujah, if it's too strong, too noisy, anything that, that, that is, amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. The Lord has been so grateful and so merciful to me as he has been with each and one of us, for sure. How can anyone complain of the grace of God? And the love that he has for each and one of us, my brother and my sisters, can anyone complain? My brother and sisters, can, can anyone say God has not been merciful to me? Or God has not been grateful to me? Because he has, my brother and sisters. He has been merciful. He has been grateful to each and one of us. And it's not, hallelujah, for anyone to complain or say any different because his love his mercy hallelujah his grace his grace is sufficient his love is agape and his mercy endures forever amen thank you lord he took me this week to hell and showed me remember when i shared here on the lord's hour uh, the week before that I was there, I heard my mom's voice, I, I didn't want to turn around. But then I turned around and I, and I saw her. This time I told the Lord, I saw the Lord in prayer, yes, Lord, I will see. Whatever, whosoever and whatever you want me to see, I will see. So I saw my mom, she was sharing the gospel with people in hell. There were so many people here from the U.S. They were complaining how hard and how difficult it is for them. My brother and sister, there are verses in the Bible Hallelujah. Uh, about going to hell alive, my brother and sister. And let me see if I can find one in some, because I know that there's a lot of questions from people. Amen. And so we, we always want to, whenever, whenever, it's not, this message is not about this tonight. But whenever we share the word, we have, hallelujah. Let, we, let's look it up in the Bible. Uh, it says that, um, thank you, Lord, in Psalm 55, 15, let's, let, let death cease upon them. That's when God turns them to death, like he done with the people with COVID by seeing, let them go down alive into hell, for wickedness is in their dwelling and among them. My brothers and sisters. And there's another verse in Isaiah, I believe it is, that they have made their, their pact to deal with death. Okay, so this is why I believe that, that they go to hell alive when they take the by seeing. 
I saw the people there, they're terrible. They cannot order pizza anymore. They cannot take a shower. There's no electricity. My brother and sisters, it's very, it's very difficult for them. And they're wondering when are they going to get out. But what I heard them saying, how angry they are at their government, and how they believe in the Constitution and trust it on the government, and I heard them saying that the government failed them, lied to them, it's the word. The government lied to them, it's the word they were saying. They were using them, that they trusted them, and how can they do this to them, they were saying. So my brother and sister clearly, clearly tells you how the enemy used their government to, to mislead these people through the vaccine. And now they know they've been deceived. Jesus said in Matthew 24, busy not deceived. One of his first message in Matthew 24 to the disciple, before he talks about the signs, and the signs and wondering that will come in the last days, he says, busy not deceived. So it's important that we are not deceived, that we don't let the enemy deceive us. And that's basically what these people that have gone to hell are life, like it says in Psalm 55, 15. They've been deceived. Let their seed upon them. Let them go down a life into hell. And, and For wickedness is in their dwelling and among them. And that's the reason they went down a life. Because there was wickedness in, in their dwelling and their lives. Among them and their lives. So, my brother and sister. They have sin, unrepented, unconfessed sin in their life. That God for years after years sends his prophets to tell them to repent, but they refuse. They mock the prophet. Okay? They, 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 they mock the prophet. They write against God's prophet. And look what they are now. And I don't laugh at the calamity. Because who are we to judge anyone? It is terrible, the situation. It broke my heart to see them in this situation. The Lord has to minister to me. When the Lord was taking me out, death and hell, hell was angry. And then combined try to stop me from coming out. And the Lord easily broke through the power and got me out of there. They could not stop the Lord at all. And the Lord ministered to me. Because you know it will be too hard for me to see what I saw, to hear what I saw. But oh glory be unto God. Because then he had something great to show me afterward. And it was this morning. I was going to Nashville, Tennessee this week, this weekend. And I said, Lord, would you give me a revelation there? And the Lord said, yes, in prayer to me. So I was kind of excited. I knew that the revelation, he let me knew it would be a golden revelation, a good one. Gold is good in the regard that is valuable. And he let me know, so I, I got excited for that. I was looking forward to that revelation that he said he will give me which is the one I'm going to share tonight. I know it will encourage people in one way, those that are looking forward to the coming of Jesus, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. But it's not the will of God that anyone will perish. You need to understand that. He doesn't want anyone to perish. But in this revelation, I'm going to read Philippians 1.10. The Lord spoke to me about sincere repenting. Sincere repenting, Jesus said. Philippians 1 says that ye may be approved things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere without offense unto the day of Christ. There is a day of Christ approaching. 
coming quickly. And God wants us to be ready for it. And the only way we're going to be ready is through sincere repenting. My brother and sister, there's no other way possible that we can be ready for the coming of Jesus, for what the Lord is going to do after the three days of darkness. So during the three days of darkness, in the glorious power of God that's going to be manifested on this earth after the three days of darkness. It's going to be a glorious, glorious power of God manifested on this earth like many cannot even imagine. Mighty God, almighty God, is going to manifest His power to His children as He has promised us. And we are looking forward to that. And it's closer, it's closer than one any one thing, including me. This manifestation of the power of God is closer than what anyone thinks. We were listening to this brother whose who's title of his, uh, his, his, his page on YouTube is Last Day. Yeah, Last Day's channel. Last Day's channel. And he talks about that, that revelation, the revival that is about to come. When he saw the move of God on the earth like never seen before. Thank you, Lord, for that. It's coming. It is coming. And it is close. My brother and sister. And this revelation, I was taking, before, before I was taken to the three days of darkness, before the three days of darkness began to commence. Hallelujah. I, was, I could hear the media, a mighty earthquake, according to the media, Fox News and CNN and them, NBC, CNBC, all the channel was reporting. And a mighty earthquake that hit the United States. And they were talking about California. The California will be unrecognizable. Maple insisted. But that other state, they were saying, will, will highly be affected also. That they, without any, they would without any power, without any electricity. And that the outcome of this, but for sure will have great consequences on, all, on every other state, on our nation. That's what the, they were reporting. It's like I could hear several channels speaking about these things at the same time. And what I did not realize was I was in my glorified body after the three days of darkness. My brother and my sister. In this revelation, I was in my glorified body. And the Lord, in my glorified body after the three days of darkness, took me before. The Lord, see, the Lord can do anything. He's a total in control of time and season and everything. And he had me go back. He took me back for me to hear what, what happened that took us to where we were. To the mighty judgment of that earthquake that we have heard for so long now. How happened in this revelation, which I know is close to happen. And I can hear the media talking about it. And I believe, you know how usually they have helicopter over, the media helicopter over, over California. And they were trying to put the, the, the information, piece, piece the information together. Uh, how much they've been destroyed. And they couldn't. They just said it was too much destruction. That California, according to them, was unrecognizable. And I'm glad the Lord did not let me see California and there's destruction. But much you see the media and forum all that. Hallelujah. I believe the earthquake had hit 
the, before the three days of darkness. That's how the Lord showed it to me, and that's how I understand it for you according to the revelation of the Lord. So it was like another confirmation, him showing me that the three days of the, the, the earthquake in California is going to happen, as he said to me in that three, uh, three uh, signs video. Okay? It's going to happen before the three days of darkness. Let me, let me, hallelujah. Uh, Brother Miguel, uh, t can someone tell Brother Miguel to click on the, on the link to listen? He just joins, joins in and he doesn't know. My bro please help those that are joining in the chat room that don't know to follow the link to listen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Let me see if I can give him some time. Praise the Lord. Let's be patient with our brothers and sisters. Amen. That are logging in. Thank you, Lord. I'll, I'll try to praise you, Jesus. Give him the link so he can hear. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Praise you, Jehoshua. you got to explain to them to follow the link. It's the only way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. So in this revelation this morning, um, I can hear all the media channel reporting. I had my full brain, and I had no problem listening to all the channels at the same time. Like they can all report at the same time, and I can hear all of them at the same time without any problem. They can all be having a different conversation, and I could understand all the conversation at the same time. In your glorified body, way until you are in your glorified body, you'll be like, what? It's like your limitless, like the, the one of the movies, limitless. What's the name of that movie? Was it Limitless? What he could understand? That he took a pill and then he could... Limitless, I think it's called, no? Limitless. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So kind of like that in a glorified body. We can, hallelujah, hear, smell, see beyond what anyone down here can. Beyond. Like several people combined. It's incredible. Amen. Limitless. Amen. So think about it. I can hear all the television channels and even see all the television channels at the same time without any problem. Without any problem. Thank you, Lord. So it was all about the earthquake in California that had just hit America again before the three days of darkness. Then the Lord, br br hallelujah, brought me through the three days of darkness, sent me down, and allowed me to go through a different state, different city, and even different country. I was moving in second through every different state. What was I doing? I was looking for brothers and sisters that would be would make it to the three days of darkness in my own thinking. I was thinking, Shalom Brother Miguel, a certain brothers and sisters that I believe they were ready to make it to the three days of darkness. So the Lord allowed me in my glorified body this morning to move to a different city in seconds. I began to go to major city around the United States within seconds to looking for brothers and sisters that have made it through the three days of darkness. And I was having a hard time finding them. I went to a major city that were empty. 
I went to a town and city that were empty. I went to homes, family homes, looking for people. And the family home were empty. They didn't make it to the three days of darkness. Okay? And I'm going to explain myself here. If people are saved by grace through receiving Christ as the Lord and Savior, if they don't make it to the three days of darkness, he either took them home or to the valleys. He either saved them, my brother and sister. But if they're not ready to make it, and the Lord Jesus spoke to me about this, and I'm going to tell you what Jesus said to me this morning. Because the Lord came to me to speak to me about it, my brother and my sister. It was so it was so touching and impacting to me that after I checked the United States for brothers and sisters, that I was hoping would make it to the three days of darkness, the city were empty, the street were empty, the air where birds should have been flying they were gone. I cannot see dogs or cats or animals. I'm looking around to see if I see what animal made it to the three days of darkness. I cannot find a single cat or a single dog or a single bird. And I'm moving around real quickly in the spirit. I mean the physical, but in my glorified body. I was moving very quickly, my brother and my sister, that I could not find my brother and sister. And thank you, Lord. Then I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to country of people that listen to me on the Lord's Hour to see if they made it. And I'm looking for the brothers and sisters until I finally say, you know, what happened? And the Lord brought me back. And then Jesus came. And he began to explain something to me very, very important that is in the Word of God. And I'm going to give it to you this way. Without holiness... No one will see the Lord. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Simple, period. Okay? Now, the Lord began to explain to me, as he has said to me before, if people are not repenting sincere, he showed me a lot of people repenting. A lot of people repenting. But he says to me, they're not sincere. Okay, very, very, very few are sincere. Then he used a couple of brothers that I know in the Lord. Okay, and I keep that to myself with them. Who the Lord said, look at your brothers who are repenting sincerely. Okay, because the Lord says to me, they have changed their life. Look at your brother, how they seek me. I want everybody else to be to do the same as they are doing, as they are repenting, as they are seeking me. I want them to do the same like them, the Lord says to me. Hallelujah. Because without sincere repenting, they're not going to make it to the three days of darkness. They will not be allowed to make it through. And I was shocked. You know, it's, yes, it's in the Word of God. Yes, we know it's in the Word of God. My brothers and sisters, we know. We know it's in the Word of God. We have read it so many times. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews twelve fourteen. Follow peace with all men and holiness. 
without which no man should see the Lord. The Lord comes to the earth after the three days of darkness. We're supposed to see him. We're supposed to encounter him. My brother and sister, he is coming. How are we going to see him without any holiness? How? He says that if we are not committed to sincere repenting, we will not make it to the three days of darkness. Very, very, very clear. And he showed me. My brother and sister, he allowed me to see. He allowed me to run like a crazy, like a chicken without a head. I was going around, running around. I was inspecting. I was checking. I'm looking for this person. I'm looking for that other person. Did they not make it to the three days of darkness? My brother and sister. So you may wonder tonight, say, Brother Elvie, then why do you see millions and even billion people to the three days of darkness on the earth? Millions and billions are going to get out, are going to come out of the tomb to the earth for the revival. Because God is clear that the dead in Christ will rise again. We were reading a verse earlier. Thank you, Lord. Remember that verse, uh, um, Brother Tony? We were, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Let me see if I can, hallelujah, find that verse. Because, hallelujah, the dead in Christ are going to be risen. They're coming back again. And it's before the rapture, the pasture, that they're coming again. After the three days of darkness, hallelujah, after the three days of darkness, there comes the raising of the dead, and then the revival comes. Praise the Lord. Here at John 6:39, and this is the Father's will who has sent me, that all which he has given me, I shall lose nothing, but shall raise up again in the last days. Why did the Lord need to raise him up again? Okay? Why do they need to be raised again? My brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. I'm having trouble copying and pasting here. Why did the, the Lord need to raise them again? Because they were dead. They were dead. They were dead. Okay? In Christ. But sleeping in Christ is the word. But to give you an idea, okay? They were buried. They need to be risen again. That's the first resurrection. The resurrection of the dead. Okay? But you raise again in the last days. Look when. Not during the Great Tribulation. Not after the Great Tribulation. This is the first resurrection before the Great Tribulation. Before the revival. The promise of God is to raise them again. And that was John. Let me, I got to make sure I give these Bible verses because I know people have questions. And nothing better to explain things through the Word of God or by the Word of God. This is no, we're not playing a guessing game here. We're standing on the Word of God. That's what that is. John 6:39. Okay? 
He will raise them again in the last days. My brother and sister. After the three days of darkness, there's going to be a resurrection of the dead. Now, when you go to First Thessalonians again, First Thessalonians, if you got any verse, Brother Tony, go ahead and read it. Say, I believe it's verse 15. I'm going to let you go read this one, Brother Tony. Okay, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, start, you can start on 13, I think it is. Okay, yeah. That's, uh, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so will God bring with him those also who sleep in Jesus. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not proceed those who, who are asleep. Notice. Yeah. Notice, notice how he keeps talking about sleep, sleep, sleep. Yeah. You know? Because it's important that we, 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 can, we can tell from those that are asleep, from those uh, uh, that are coming back again, Jesus is the first from the resurrection. The first, amen. Okay? And then those that are resurrected are resurrected in Christ with him. And we were right with him, Paul says. Okay, going deeper if we want to go deeper. Yeah. You know, we're resurrected with him, and we will reign with him, and we will stay with him, okay, forever. Thank you, Lord. So, uh, first resurrection, him being the first from the dead. My brothers and sisters, first from the dead, and then first resurrection. The Bible is very specific about these events, and that's going to come right after, it's after the, I say right, but it's after the, the three days of darkness. Each event will have a manifestation in its own time, on timing. My brother and my sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I know some churches have thought this differently, in which I know that's why a lot of people have questions. But again, I say it the way the Lord showed it to me, you know, which I know is biblical also. I know it's biblical also. But I know a lot of people, because I heard it differently from other teachings, even from my previous church. They had a different idea, but it's not the same when you hear from the Lord than when you hear from men. And a lot of people keep taking what God says and comparing it to what men say, and that is wrong. It's the other way around. What men said, you, you compare it to what the Lord says, and you take what the Lord says first. Because a lot of people take it the other way. Like if I'm talking about this, and it doesn't make sense because their pastor taught them something different, they won't agree. They say, no, I'll listen another day. You know, you got it. And then everything we say here, take it in prayer with the Lord. We always say that too. And I know some pastors are sincere. And they also say, look, I, look, you listen to my teaching for years, take it before the Lord in prayer. But a lot of people don't do it. They assume the pastor, the pastor correct. But they, even the pastor tells people to take it in prayer with the Lord because men make mistakes, you know. So, again, when it comes from the Lord, it's totally different than, than anything what people say. So he showed me the earthquake of California. Then the three days of darkness. My brother and my sister. And the three days of darkness, this time, the way he showed it to me, it was different than what I've seen them before. It's still the three days of darkness, still the same event. 
but this time I saw like like a like a I have a filter that is called three I think it's three level filter. What is it? Three let me see, three level filter or, or filtration. Okay? And I'm gonna compare it to this just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about because some people will be like, oh, what is he talking about? Okay? Some filter have a, a three event filtration filter. Okay? And that's how he showed me the three days of darkness. To me. That's what it seemed to me in the spirit when he showed it to me this time. Okay? The Lord's been talking about a, a cleansing coming upon the earth. I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, God spoke years ago, over 10 years ago, to Brother Larry. And he told Brother Larry that in the last day he will remove the wicked from the earth, the, the demon in human body. The wicked. Okay? That the time will come when that would happen. And so he was talking about the three days of darkness. Three days of darkness... When God told Moses and the people back in Egypt to put the blood in the post of the homes, in the entrance of the homes, the angel of day came by. When he saw it, he went straight. He didn't stop. He didn't want in. He could not. He was not allowed to. When these demons are released that are going to be going around, when they see the blood of Jesus in our life with a sincere repenting and the blood cleansing us, they're going to see the blood of Jesus in us, in our lives. And they're going to go straight. They're not going to enter our homes. They're not going to enter our lives. They're not going to try. Because they know there will be angels protecting us. The Lord will be protecting us. My brother and my sister. So the way he showed me the three days of darkness this time. It's like a three advanced filtration system. Three days from which it's going to pass humanity through. And he says that the people, Jesus says to me, that are not repenting, even if they're not repenting and not being sincere, they will not make it. If they're not repenting, they're not making. If they have any sin, they will not make it. If they're wicked and evil, they will not make it. Okay? My brother and sister. And he says that this, this has been his, God's plan since the foundation of the earth. And when he said this to me, that this was God's plan since the foundation of the earth, I looked up some verses in regard to that because that really caught my attention. Okay? Ephesians 1 4. He had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him and love. My brother and sister, love which is put in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, and it is in our hearts, it is in our lives. But his chosen us was before the foundation of the earth. So that testifies the plan of God. 1 Peter 1.20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in the last time for you. Look when he, were, when he was ordained to do this by Father. Okay? According to Peter 1.20, before the foundation of the earth, my brother, none of, this, this, none of the, the things are going to happen in the three days of darkness are new. Our plan in the last days. It was before the last days. It was before the earth was made. This has been the plan of God. Brother, give us a solid, a solid Bible verse that will testify of what you're saying. And I give you Genesis 1. 
He separated darkness from the light. He took whatever was evil and moved it away from the light and, and kept the light holy, pure, separated. That's exactly what he's going to do with each and one of us. Father did that. He did that in the times of Noah. He allowed the fallen angel to eat and kill the people. If you don't believe me, uh, read the book of Enoch. What did the fallen angel what did, what did with the people? Have you read the book of Enoch? Have you heard it? Uh, yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't read it. I, I listened to it on YouTube. Then what did they do? Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't hear it all, but he did talk a lot about those, uh, you know, a lot about the fallen angels and, and uh, a lot about the life of Enoch. They kill the people, and they ate their blood. They slaughter. They begin to slaughter humanity to the point where the angel of God had to cry out to God in heaven and ask God to intervene, or there will be nothing left. And again, in the last days, these things are going to happen similar. Now, if you don't believe in the book of Enoch, I respect your belief, but now let's say Genesis uh, Noah and his family everybody else was killed and God separated Noah light, his sons and daughters light from all the darkness that all the people that were around them put them in the ark and destroy the rest that's how God deal with darkness and that's how he's going to deal in the three days of darkness and the times of Lot he did the same he did the same he ordered Lot and his two daughters and, and wife to get out Told him not to look back. His wife looked back. She turned into a pillar of salt. Dead right away. My brother and sister. Similar to those in the three days of darkness. They're told to be unrepentant, to be seeking God. And if they're not, just like Lot wife, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. My brother and my sister. Hard situation are coming on the earth from, from God who wants to save humanity. Jesus who was praying and interceding for people to say to, to come to him. As the Lord was speaking, I was listening to him. He explained to me that nothing evil, nothing was sin will ever enter. Every time the Lord talks about these things, there's something that comes to mind to me. is Revelation. My brother and sister. Revelation 22. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Let me go there. And he said unto me, Seal not the saying of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Then he says, He that is unjust, let him be unjust. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I think, it might, I think it's 22. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, hallelujah, is very serious. Very serious. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise to God. There shall, there shall no, in, no in, in Revelation 21, 27, okay? And there shall no, show in no wise enter into it. Wise. Hallelujah. Yeah, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, 
neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but only they that are written in the Lamb's book of life. So there is a condition for the New Jerusalem, which is similar to what the Lord was talking about. My brother, my sister, nothing evil, nothing sinful or sinning, no one sinning, currently without repenting. He gave me an example about repenting, the Lord did. As he was standing in front of me, speaking to me about these things, he told me that, hallelujah, no one was sinned who's not repenting, who's not doing sincere repenting, he says. He used the word sincere. Commit to sincere repenting, my brother and my sister, which to me was like, wow, sincere repenting. We talked about sincere repenting for years, but for the Lord to bring that back and explain it that way, I thought it was very strong of him, very powerful. My brother and sister, without sincere repenting, they will not make it to the three days of darkness. My brother and sister, again, I saw three days of darkness like, like a three-level filter. Okay, frustration system that in order to make it through that, there cannot be any sin in our life. God has established because in the beginning, he separated darkness from light. My brothers, he did not allow, okay, the darkness at all. Thank you, Lord, because it cannot be there. Thank you, Lord. Let it be light, and it was light. God saw that the light was good. God divided the light from the darkness. Okay? And you hear all the time people saying, God is not a God of division. God is not a God of division. Okay? You hear that? How many, for many years you heard that, that God is not a God of division. Okay? But the Bible said that God divided the light from the darkness. Okay? God will remove from his people what is not of his. Okay? That's division. Okay? But his division is for multiplication. Not the division of the world. Okay? The division of the world is to eliminate. The division of the God is if we remove the wicked and the evil, then his people can be blessed. Hallelujah. And be multiplied. As he told Adam and Eve in the garden. It is to bless us that he'll remove the evil from the earth. My brother and my sister. So it's a blessing to us what God has in plan and in store for them that love him. The Bible says. So God saw that the light was good, these people. And God divided the light from the darkness. Which is, it is appointing to the rapture. He takes the light, his people are from the earth to heaven. And heaven is also light. So that he's not taking them to darkness, he's taking them to light. He's removing them from the darkness. But in the three days of, of darkness, he is bringing an end to, to all these sinful people, generation. And I listened to his brother who's talking about three days of darkness. He's saying how God will put his spirit. But the Lord spoke to me about putting his spirit upon our flesh last week. And he says to me, you people say on the earth that I pour my spirit upon the flesh on the day of Pentecost. And he said, not so. Read my word. Not so. Read my word. And I was stunned for a minute. So I went and read his word. He says, my spirit was poured upon 120. 
And Peter stood up with the twelve and told them to repent. Okay? The, the Spirit of God was not poured upon sinful men. Like a lot of people want God to do it now. They're wrong. God has to remove sinful men if they are refusing to repent. And then put His Spirit upon those that are repenting. Because He did it on the Pentecost days. He says that a lot of people are preaching and saying that God put His Spirit upon the flesh. And He said it was not so. He only put His Spirit on the 120. And then after people, Peter told them to repent, and they received the Lord and repent, and then he poured his spirit upon them. But it was not us to be and be and preach in the last days. And you hear a lot of preachers say, oh, God put his spirit, poured his spirit upon no flesh in the day of Pentecost. That is wrong. He told me that was wrong. That was wrong. He only put his spirit upon 120, he says. My brother, my sister. So, again, to me, it was mind-blowing. But it's true. He said, go to my word and read my word, he says. And when I went to the Bible, it's exactly what I saw. 120, the Holy Spirit of God came to the 120. The rest of the people did not receive the Holy Spirit until they repented. They were called to repent. And this is the thing now. A lot of people are waiting for the revival. But how is God going to put a spirit upon them in sin? With an unrepenting heart. How do they want God to do so? God doesn't share his glory with men, my brother and sister. God wants to put his spirit on those that are repenting, that are sincerely repenting and seeking him, not on sinful men who are refusing to repent. No. Darkness will be removed, and life will stand. Hallelujah. The, the meek will inherit the earth, the Bible says, not the wicked. The meek will. Those that are serving God, that are seeking God with all their heart and all their mind, and they are not leaning on their own understanding. He's been very clear. The Lord said, go tell them to sincerely repent, he says. Go tell them to sincerely repent. And I'm here to tell you to sincerely repent. If you want to make it to a three days of darkness, you need to sincerely repent with God. Sincerely. Don't make excuse for it. Sincerely repent is what he wants. Ask the Lord to help you. Whatever you're struggling with, whatever sin you're struggling with, ask Jesus to help you. But sincerely repent before the Lord, my brother and sister. Now, hallelujah, I didn't see children after the three days of darkness. The Lord's going to take them home. As I heard a prophecy, then I, I, I saw with my own eyes this morning. There were no children after the three days of darkness. They were all gone. My children were all gone. All gone. All three of mine were all gone. There were no children. My brother and sister. Okay? And they're gone because the Lord will take them home. He will take them home. Those that the Lord will use us in the revival, we need to stay behind a little bit more because the Lord has a revival where he's going to raise the dead. Then he's going to use us over their lives. There might be other people who the Lord will preserve through the three days of darkness to being saved. Being saved. My brother and sister. Okay? I cannot point you to whom the Lord will preserve. But I did so firmly in one of the revelations of the Lord that we went to minister to. That I knew they needed to receive Jesus. And the Lord sent, them, sent us to them. And we ministered to them. And we led them to the Lord. 
There are people who I believe their name is in the book of life who he's planning to save. He's sending us to them as he showed me. And, and we're going to lead them to Christ. We have to lead them to the Lord. This is what it, the revival is about. Okay? Whosoever God wants to save, whosoever he's going to preserve to be in faith, he's going to send it to. But I'm going to be honest with you. After the three days of darkness he allowed me this morning to see, I went to a major city in the United States, and the houses and buildings were empty. Not one single soul I can see. There are major sin in this city that people need to repent that are not repenting. Major sin. Major trespasses of people's life. Living in sin. I didn't see one single prostitute in the street. One single homeless person I didn't see in the street. Not even one single police officer or firefighter. I didn't see people that I, that I, was, that I wanted to see. I wanted to see people after the three days of darkness. But he showed me that if people are not repenting sincerely before him, they're not going to make it. What would happen with those people between them and God? We, we have limitation on what we should, on what we can know, or what we should know. And unless he reveals it to us, my brother and sister, we can never underestimate God's power though. Because I know that people through COVID, as he showed me when he took me to the valley the other day, Thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, I believe, in the different valleys. Because I was just in one valley this time. And I can see thousands of people saved, that he saved through COVID. People that, that you know, died through COVID, my brother and sister, the virus. The virus killed them quickly, but they repented, and the Lord wanted to save them, and they got saved. They're in the valleys. I had some of them, or I had many of them. And I was happy that they're there. But I didn't know that God has a plan. And I believe also to be, even during the three days of darkness, people that are saved, they may not make it to the three days of darkness, but they're saved by grace. And I'm sure the Lord will save them. You know, I cannot assure them salvation. But the Bible says that we are saved by grace. And it's, it's, it's a gift of God and not of ourselves. You know, so as long as the person is repenting and seeking God, they'll have a chance with the Lord. Even through that difficult time, the beasts are going to have order to go out. And if they don't see the blood of Jesus in the person's life, they're going to devour that person. They're going to eat that body. They're going to devour that body. They're going out to devour during the three days of darkness. And they're looking forward to doing that. These fallen ones that are bound are going to be released. And they're going out. Someone saw Zeus going about killing people. And, and the person heard him say, this is my time. My time. He was going about with his army ordering them. Go in that house. Go in that other home. Destroy. Kill the person. Devour the person. And they were doing exactly what he was ordering them to do. This is all during the three days of darkness. Going about. And those beasts are going to kill everyone who they found who doesn't have the blood of Jesus. They're not going to go into the house of believers. But they're going to go around the, the earth doing destruction for three days, three nights. My brother and sister. The church, the Lord will be with the church, will call us by name, will glorify our body. And on the third day, like Jesus, we will, be, we will have a glorified body. 
by the third day. Because it has to be just like the Lord. He's resurrected on the third day. We get our body on the third day also. He got it on the third day. We get it on the third day. Just like Christ, Paul said. I see, on his dead, Paul says that we are like him. You know, so we will also be on his resurrection. Just like him, Paul also said. So just as he is, we will also be. He received a glorified body from God. We're going to receive another one as the same as him. We'll be like him, the Bible says. Let the disciple be like the master, my brother and my sister. But it's for us to look forward to seeking him in holy and righteousness. Again, he said that without holiness, no one will see the Lord. What is holiness? Separation. We need to be careful that we don't contaminate ourselves with this world. That can easily, easily be see us, contaminate us, one way or another. So if you don't have to go to your house, don't go out of your house. Because you may sin. If you don't have to go online, don't go online if you may sin. If you know you're sin watching television, don't have cable in your house. Cut the cable. Should have cut it years ago. And spend more time in the Word and in prayer. Keep yourself for your God. Keep yourself for your Lord. My brother and my sister. I, have, I haven't had cable for over 10 years now. My brother and my sister. Do I miss it? No. In the beginning it was difficult, but then I got used to it. I understand that what God is calling us is, is mighty, it's higher than anything we knew. We're here to serve the Lord. Not our flesh or ourselves, but to do His will, not our own. John seventeen twenty four. Father, I will that they also whom Thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which Thou hast given me, for Thou loved me before the foundation of the world. Job twenty two sixteen. Who were cut down from their time? Whose foundation was overflown with the flood. This is the wicked ones. The wicked would have no chance during the three days of darkness because they have not committed themselves to God. Then it will be difficult for them. Like a flood, they're going to be cut down. Okay? They won't be no more. You have verses you want to read, brother? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Yeah. So this is going to happen before than what we are thinking. I don't know what we're thinking, but it's before that. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Revelation 3.3. says, uh, Remember then what you have received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. And uh, similar to that one is Revelation 2.5. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent, and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. And, uh, yeah, all throughout the New Testament, it's, uh, it's repentance, you know. And uh, Luke 13.3, No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So the key there is repentance. Amen. Yeah, we went through this one earlier. Uh, it was Second Corinthians seven nine through ten, and it says, uh, "As it is, I rejoice not because you were grieved, 
but because you were grieved into repenting, for you felt a godly grief, so that you suffer no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. <coughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah, it's a, so, yeah, it's a... Praise you, God. Yeah, it's like we said earlier, you know, it's not, you know... Like God says to the people back then in the Old Testament, don't you know? Don't rend your garments, but rend your heart. You know, it's it's uh, it's that's sincere repentance. It's it's from the heart, you know. And uh, it's, uh, God's not wanting you know half repentance. He's wanting full repentance now, because we're close now. We are we are very close, and uh, this is the time to cry out to God. You know, it's uh, you know when you're sincere. And your repentance, you, you cry out to him because we're we're in this flesh now, and we can't on our own. It's it's impossible. We can't do this on our own. You know that's why we got the Lord because he 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 uh you know he can help us. That's why we that's that's sincere repentance is when you cry out to him. You know it's when you it's sincere from your heart, and uh, and this is not just the one thing. You know once every 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 week or every other day this is every day this is all the time you know this is you thinking about the lord and and uh yes we make mistakes but but um we come to the lord and asking him you know to help us to to you know lord forgive me you know every single day this is a this is an all the time thing you know like we say this is you know and he he wants this from us and uh and uh and he's, you know, he's speaking to us tonight. You know, he's he's gonna, he he is working in us because it's, he wants our hearts to be right with him. You know, he doesn't want us to to be wavering, to be, you know, one day here, one day there. No, he he, he wants us to be in sincere repentance now. You know, and, and he's, he's good, but he's doing this because he loves us, and you know, he is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Amen. Job 4.19, How much less in them that dwells in the house of clay, whose foundation is dust, is in the dust, who are crushed before the month. There's a month when Job said, and, and I look at this because he said that the month will be crushed, and I'm thinking of the three days of darkness before the, the, the you know, in a certain month, I don't know what month it is, because a lot of people like to follow prophecy through month. I, I don't. Uh, but Joe did, did say that in a month uh, they will be crushed. Like they won't be no more. Hallelujah. So uh, whatever month it is, thank you, Lord, it's coming. There's a month coming where the three days of darkness are going to be happening during that month, according to Job. Amen. Not knowing exactly what month it is, we know that it's coming in a month that we expect it now. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And Joshua 6.26, Joshua assured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the men before the Lord who rises up and builds the city of Jericho. 
he should lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his younger son shall he set up a, a gate of it. And I understand what Joshua is saying here, because they're, they're, they're laying foundation without God, okay? They're trusting in, in, in men's foundation, not in God. And he says that whoever builds Jericho will be cursed. Whoever builds the city of Jericho will be, will be cursed. And Jericho represents evil. Represent trusting in vanity, trusting in men, trusting in men's army, men's weapon. That's what Jericho represents. Because Jericho was a wall, like a shield, a protection, a hiding place, like a bunker, and many more things. And and that's what they're doing in the last day. They're building Jericho in their mind and their heart and their lives. And then the first. Joshua said that the, the firstborn and the, and the younger son shall be set up of the gate of it. They will lose them. Because remember, the war, the war of Jericho came down under the power of God. What do you think would happen with those that are restoring Jericho back, the trust into men, when the Lord comes? They're going to fall down. They're not going to withhold the power of God. That's kind of what he's saying. Exodus 9.19 Behold, tomorrow about this time of a cause of the rain, a very grievous hail. Such as have never been in Egypt in the foundation thereof until now. What is referring to? The hail here represents judgment. Egypt represents the world. The world will get judgment from God. That's all it's going to get. Okay? Because the world is the one that refuses to repent. Refuses to seek God. Refuses to commit to God. So the world is a type of Egypt. Egypt refused to repent. And God ended up destroying Egypt. No more. Until today, Egypt don't have an army. Now, Jesus has one of the most powerful army in the world. Where are they today? They built an army because the United States helped them to build an army. But they didn't have an army. That's a few years ago. My brother and sister. And so, Egypt, hallelujah, was no more since that time. And a lot of countries are doing the same. Deuteronomy 32, 22. For a fire kindled in mine anger, and it should burn unto the lowest hell, and it should consume the earth with, it, with her increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountain. Imagine what will be standing in the day of the Lord. When they kindle his anger in the last days, and his anger is going to come down and turn everything on fire. We can already see in the United States and around the world the heat that is happening. Look at the heat in Texas. Look at the heat in Arizona. Look at the heat in Florida. All with over 100 degrees. 100 degrees, that's a high fever right there. If you got a fever on the hundred degree, you're going to look for medication. A hundred degree is too much for the body. It's supposed to be a 98, the maximum. And still it should be lower. But that's a sign that the, the anger of God is kindled with this earth, with this country. That's why there's so much heat. But then the word of God just read it to you. My brother says, the anger of God, okay, 
burst into the lowest hell, and she consumed the earth with her increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountain. Look at the mountain in Arizona. Okay, look okay, at brother, that thing in Georgia. 110 degrees in Georgia. That is too much. Way over a fever. That is way over a fever. A child with 110 degrees, doctor will be running because he's about to die. It's too much. It can ha anything can happen with a 110 degree fever. The child can go can go into sh can have a stroke. Anything can happen to the human body, and it takes a lot of the elders and children when the when the temperature is so high, a lot of people dies. But I preach on the Lord Tower that in the last day, like in the, in the Great Tribulation, I saw a lot of heat. Everything heated up years ago. I kept telling people that. Cause the, the Lord was showing me that. That He was coming. Okay? And I said it's going to increase little by little. Now it's been 110. Next year, we're still, if it's still around, it might be 120 all year long, all summer long. These things will increase and will never settle. But it's also pointing out how close the Lord is to come. That he is an indication, according to the Lord in his word. Okay, behold, tomorrow, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for a fire is kindled in my anger. That's how the Lord feels right now. He's angry. And it should burn unto the lowest hell. And it should consume the earth with an increase, which is happening now, and set on fire the foundation of the mountain. God has given us to us as a sign of his coming. Okay? It's a sign of His coming. It's a sign for the last day. The increase of the anger of, the anger of God. Samuel 22.8 Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundation of heaven moved and shook. Because He was wrapped. He was angry. And God is angry. God, that's, and we can see it. My brothers, the foundation of heaven moved and shook the foundation. He is so angry right now that these things are happening, my brother and my sisters. And a lot of people take these things for granted and think, oh, no, this has happened before. Not this, this continuously. Not this happening because it's been all month long. Been all, all, all this month has been this way, my brother and my sisters. And if you, were, if you were told this last year, you will not believe. But now that people are, are seeing it, they're beginning to believe, my brother and sister. Things are not the same. Thank you, Lord. Second Samuel, um, Samuel uh, 22:16, And the channel of the seed appeared, which in the foundation of the world were laid, bare of, of a rebuking of the Lord, and the blast of the bread of his nostril. Okay, he is angry and he's about to come. And we'll see the bread of his nostril. My brother and sisters. My Lord, my Lord, have God. Thank you, Lord. King 637, the four year was the foundation of the house of the Lord lay in the month of Sith. Remember Job was talking about a month? Well, here the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid in the month of Sith. All these are indication. When is the month of Sif? We need to look what the month of Sif is. It's when. 
Because that's an indication. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. So much is coming in the last day. Hallelujah. Uh, this is First King. Uh, in, in the day of Yel, of Etelwil, of Jericho, he laid the foundation during and of Vimarang, his firstborn, set up the gate thereof, and the youngest to the son of Sagu, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Notice how they, they look for prophecy, even in the time of Joshua to come to pass. I was reading to you early how Joshua prophesied of what will come in the last days. And look how the people look for the prophecy to, to be fulfilled. That's how you know when someone has spoken from the Lord. You, you can write it down. You can remember. You can memorize. And he said, brother spoke about this and that. And you can look forward to seeing the, the, the fulfillment of those prophecies. There's a lot of prophecies the Lord has given me that have come to pass. But there's a lot of, there are many more that have not come to pass yet that I'm looking forward to see them come to pass. Okay? Because I know they came from the Lord. And this is how you look into prophecy. Don't judge anyone about prophecy. Just look for them to come to pass. Pray about them. Ask the Lord about them. And look for prophecy to come to pass. That's how the, the God's people did it. Okay? According to the word Lord of the Lord, which he spoke by Joshua the son of Nun. Joshua by this time is probably dead. I think he's dead already. But the people still were looking for his prophecy to be fulfilled. That's how you look for prophecy. That's how you started for, for prophecy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Uh, Ezra 3.10 And when the builder laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpet. Okay? Where Levi and the son of Esau were symbol to praise the Lord according to the ordinance of David, king of Israel. Now, this is, this is, this is a, a, a common practice that the Jewish people did. According to the feast that God gave Moses. But you know what? Each one of these feasts are prophetic. Each one of these feasts are prophetic that we need to study. This is in Ezra 3.10. Okay? They laid the foundation of the temple. And they set the priest or apparel in trumpet. Okay? In other words, ready to, be, to sound the trumpet. That's why when Paul talks about the last trumpet, a lot of people don't understand. Because there were trumpet even sounds in the feast. How many, we should know how many trumpets were sound in the different feasts. So then we can understand better when Paul talks about the last trumpet. Because the last trumpet stands for the, for the pastor. When the last trumpet was sound, everyone got to be ready. Everybody got to be ready. My brother and sister, there's been sounds about the trumpet. Now we're waiting for the last. Okay? And the setting of the priest for the trumpet. Okay? 
That means that whoever is going to sound the trumpet is ready to sound the trumpet. Have the Lord has been saying that to us? Yes. Angels are ready to sound the trumpet. Now, to a lot of people, it made no sense here that angels are being said to sound the trumpet in the place of men, priests. Because in the Old Testament, the one here that we read that was said to sound the trumpet were priests. But now in the New Testament, they're angels. You see the difference in the change? And it's not a change. It is something for us to come to the knowledge and understanding of what God means through it. Because it's always, there's a prophetic revelation in it that will help us understand what is, gonna, what is, gonna, what is about to happen. I love this brother online that I was listening to earlier. He's, he's always talking about the three days of darkness. And God's been showing him the three days of darkness through all the Bible. God's been explaining to him how uh, powerful and fundamental the three days of darkness are. Because they are very important. And as the Lord says, God has established this since the foundation of the earth. Thank you, Lord. So Ezra three chose of many other priests, but many other priests and Levites, chief and father, were elderly men who had seen the first house. When the foundation of the house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice, and many shouted with joy. They understood what was going on. That's why they were able to cry. They cried, my brothers and sisters, because everything in regard to the house of God that was being established talks about the house of God in heaven and talks about the God of house in the millennium. It's prophetic. They understood it very well. That's why, it, it, why is it so many people in the last day that don't, doesn't understand these, doesn't see these things prophetic? Because if you ask the Lord, the Lord will show you. Okay? Like the three days of darkness, still a lot of people that have a lot of questions. But they don't take the time to go into the work and, and look into when the Bible talks about darkness. Because there were different times. Why did the prophet talk about darkness in different timing? Because people went through it in different timing. And we, we saw, like, like um, David said that the wicked goes to hell alive. So, brother, we were talking about this, and I believe it was Brother Ben said that in, in the times of when, when God opened the, 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 was it the earth in the times of Moses? When Moses came down from the mountain, what happened? Do you remember that story? Yeah, it was uh, it was a plague, you know. It, uh, uh, it was one of the plagues that the, the earth swallowed them, so it it opened up to those that it was a certain it was certain of them. I don't know how the number of them, but it does talk in the Old Testament with the earth opened up and swallowed. That's Dathan. I think it was those in the in the tribe of Dathan, but mm -hmm. they did something. I think they mingled with. Uh, Remember that they made the 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 pool to be worshipped. Yeah. The cow to be worshipped. So that's idolatry. Yeah. Which is it is something that the people has done over the years. Mm -hmm. That is an abomination to God. Sin. Yeah. And and like the Lord said, we need to be repenting. Yeah. So the blood will be cleansing us, be on our lives. Because mm -hmm. that's what the enemy. That would, that would stop the enemy. The blood would stop the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. But yeah, it was. Thank you, God. That was a clear sign out there. That was a that was a big plague. You know, God was very angry with with that tribe. Um, 
from what they did, you know. He just the earth just just followed them up right there, you know. And, the, and remember the the book of the Pilgrim Progress, mm -hmm. like in the cartoon movie that we saw. Yeah. He thought when when he awakened in heaven, mm -hmm. uh, he thought his enemy had killed him. And he awakened in heaven in that lake when he was fighting the end, Apollyon. Mm -hmm. And he thought that he saw the blood, right? And the blood defeated Apollyon. He opened his eyes in heaven and said, Lord, what about the blood? And the Lord said, that was not your blood. That was my blood. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. For that. He was shocked. But to him was a revelation. Yeah. We overcame him by the blood. Yeah. But it's the blood of Jesus. Yeah. You know, right. his blood, and the testimony is also the testimony of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because remember, what the demon cannot say about Jesus—that he came in the flesh as a man—they yes, yeah. cannot say it because why? That's his testimony, yeah. and there's power in his testimony. Mm -hmm. They cannot say it. Yeah, they can. So it's all about Jesus, not about us. Never is about us. It's about him. Yeah. He overcame. He defeated them on the cross. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So it's all about Him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Yeah. So Ezra 5.16, they came the same Shevazar, laid the foundation of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Since the time even until now, it has been building it, yet it is now finished. Amen. When something is finished in Jerusalem, it's because God's going to do something mighty there. Okay. Then in Ezra, which we read this in Daniel, in the first year of Cyrus the king, the same Cyrus the king made a decree concerning the house of God in Jerusalem. Let the house be built, place where they offer sacrifice, and let the foundation there to be strongly laid. Uh, hey, therefore, three score cubits, bread. That's it. And so the king allowed this to happen. We know that the king Cyrus is, is raised after King Nebuchadnezzar. Okay? Then Joel 4.19, how much less in them that dwell in the house of clay, whose foundation is dust, are crushed before the, the mud. Wow. Thank you, Lord. We rest some of these. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, and then Psalm 11.3, uh, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That's a good question. If the foundation we destroyed, what can the righteous do? Repent. Yeah. <laughs> Repent. Yeah. If you see the the and the foundation is a foundation of righteousness. If you don't see that righteousness in church, in your church, in your neighborhood, yeah. in your home, in your house, what do you do? We got to take this personal because it's, the question is asked for us, all of us. Yeah. If the foundation of the righteous is destroyed, what do we do? What do you do, brother? <laughs> if you don't see righteousness and holiness, yeah. And and anyone that claims to be to see to be saved in there of God, yeah, it's turn to the Lord. You know, um, it's repentance. You know, Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. You know, when it says, uh, you know, um, when uh, you know when you seek me and when you turn from your, when we turn from our wicked ways and we seek Him and we pray and we humble ourselves, He will hear from heaven and and uh, heal heal our land. But it's it's repentance is the key. 
You know, turning to Him is repentance. You know, going to Him is repentance. You know. I, I hear people saying when they complain about the church, oh, the church is so is so worldly now and so mm -hmm. so much sin and this and that. They say, yeah. what else can we do? And then they go on sinning with their life. They're still not justified before God, no? That's that's what the Bible calls lukewarm. You know, the Bible says it clearly in the book of Revelation. It's lukewarm. Because you can be, you know, in church. But just because you're going to church... So you follow mean, a multitude? No, it's, you're, you know, it's, you're supposed to go to the Lord, you know. And... Uh, because, yeah, it's true, me, many of them are just lukewarm, and that, that's what the Lord hates, you know, He hates lukewarmness, because what does He say? He will be cold or hot, you know. Bomber, he bomber yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I need to go on. He, he, want, he wants sincere, you know, and, because, because being lukewarm is just, just, it's dangerous, it really is very dangerous, because, it's, it's, you know, the, the Lord literally hates it. He says it right there, you know. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. What, what's that mean? It's, he hates lukewarmness in us. He hates it, and he wants us to come to him and be, you know, fervent, you know, for him. You know, on fire for him. Because he, he sees the heart, you know. He wants our hearts to be right with him. You know, he he's all about the heart, you know. God is, and... and uh, He's all about the heart, and he, he sees that sincereness in us. Yeah, that's being on fire for him, is our hearts, you know. Um, he also said that if we need help, he will help us. Yeah. But we need to, you know, ask him for help. Why didn't, yeah. you know, they ask for help? Because some people are struggling with their spiritual life. Mm -hmm. But are they asking Jesus for help? Are they going to him and praying and saying, Lord, I need your help. Help me, Lord. I am willing to fast and do whatever you want me to do for you to help me to make it through this. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants to hear. Yeah. You yeah. know, that you asking him for help, that you, you, you're you not trying to do it on your own. Right. Because, you know, we, we it's, it's like in the human, it's like if it's encrypted in our desire to try to do things on our own, which yeah. is right. It is. It's it, right. It, it is. It, you know? Um, he wants us to depend on him. Yeah. Ask him and pray and cry out to him. If you have to throw yourself in the floor and cry out to the Lord for help, do yeah. it. You know, uh, don't wait until someone has to say, "Hey, pray." Mm -hmm. Hey, are you reading the Bible? Yeah. Are you committing your life to the Lord? Are you sincerely repenting? Don't wait for that. Just do it. Yeah. Do it. Get get in it with the Lord sincerely. Ask Him for help and, and commit your life to Him. Cry out to Him, because every everyone will give an account for themselves. Yeah, and that day, He's going to ask you individually, "What do you do with what I gave you? Mm -hmm. What do you do with your spiritual life?" They say the person gets the blessing and end up in hell. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to get complicated for the vaccinated, you know, because. Three days of darkness are coming, and so many people are vaccinated. Yeah. You know, they they you know people need to have someone committed to praying for them. Not everyone is committed to praying for them seven years, because that's what it requires. I said, Lord, show me for that sister. Pray for her sister seven years. But how many people are gonna do that? How many people are gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna pray for this person yeah. seven years. I'm gonna commit. Not many people. Not many. Yeah. 
So it's it's a lot of there's a lot of things to consider in what's happening now. Because many life are risk of eternal damnation. Because I heard them saying in hell, how are we gonna get out of here? They want to get out already, but in, in reality, they still got seven more years to go. As long as we're still here waiting on the Lord, and months are going by, days are going by, and they're down there because they got vaccinated in 2020, 2021, they got to wait seven more years. No matter how long that wait is, and then seven more years, it's it, it, it just the way it is, and they're desperate already. They want to get out. They're, I summon them to me since that they're losing hope already. Demons are harassing them every day. They come to to them every day to harass them. Yeah. And ask them to worship Satan and they say no and they make their life difficult. Mm. But it's something that they got themselves into by not seeking direction from God. What were we talking about early? Mm-hmm. Churches pastors used to tell people, pray before you get married for God to lead you to a, a godly woman. Or a godly man. Pray before you purchase a house to make sure that's the house God wants you to have. Pray before you purchase a car to make sure God gives you the right car that is not going to be breaking down in you. Yeah. You know? Pray before you, you travel so your God will protect you on your travel. And you have a safe flight. Your plane is not going to, you know, fall, drop down, mm-hmm. break. You know, like they have so many planes break down. So they, they, they told people to pray for all these things. But I come, they didn't no one told anyone to pray before they would take the vaccine. Why? Because they trusted on the government. They trusted on the doctor, man. They trusted on the pharmacy, man. Okay? They trusted on the medication of men yeah. instead of trusting on the Lord. Okay? My brother and sister. Okay? They trusted on men. Cursed is the man who trusted in men. Okay? And now in hell, they want to get out. They don't want to be there no more. It's too hard. They got no water. They got no bathroom. They got no food. They got no light. They cannot do laundry. Everything is difficult. My brother and sister. For them now. They had it all. Some of them live in Hollywood. Well, many of them live in Hollywood. They had a lot of millions of dollars in their bank account. They could order pizza anytime. Cuisine, anything they wanted anytime. Now, it's all just in their memory. They cannot get good food anymore. Or no food at all. My brother and sister. Okay? Because they didn't trust it in the Lord. Curses the man who doesn't trust in and, and the trusted in man. But then blesses the man who trusts in the Lord. God wants us to trust in Him. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. They thought that what they knew was good enough. It's not what we know that good is now. It's that only Jesus is good enough for us. Only Him, only the Lord. His wisdom is Him. Wisdom is Jesus. When, I, when he showed me that in heaven, that wisdom is him, it blew my mind. I had an idea that wisdom was Jesus, but when I saw the Lord as wisdom, he was wisdom. And he was speaking to me. 
Thank you, Lord, for that, my brother and sister. Every word that proceeded out of his mouth is life, and is life for us, and it gives us life, and it will lead us to life, and it will keep us in life, and it will preserve us from death, my brother and sister. Trust in the Lord only. Now at this time that we, he has brought us through, why are our people consecrating their life to him? Spending time in prayer with him, my brother and sister. It's very important that we listen to the Lord. Happens to me the other nine. It was 2.30 in the morning. I was tired. I wanted to go to sleep. The Lord's strength was still there. I should have stayed in prayer. Then I got attacked later on. So to me, the attack was unnecessary because I had not received an attack like that in years. But why did I receive an attack? Because the Lord wanted me to stay in prayer. The Lord knew what the enemy was planning. And great is he that is another, he that is in the world. Amen. And I repented back to the Lord, and the Lord says to me this morning, when this happens to you, what do you do? You went and repent. You went into repentance. I forgiven you. I cleanse you. Okay? That's what I want them to do. You sincerely repent. That's what I want them to do also. He says to me, He wants us to repent. He knows that we may fail Him. Okay? He knows that Every day bring his own trouble, his own temptation. He doesn't want us, hallelujah, to, to fall into it. If we listen to him, we won't fall. The Bible says that he can keep us from falling. He can keep us from sinning. Why cannot we not experience that every day? Because there's a lot of pride in us. And if we humble ourselves every day, what did people find out? The Lord revealed to me that if we repent prior and unbelieving every day, we will sin less. What did happen to a lot of people who started doing it? They began to sin less. Brother Elby, what a blessing. I'm not sinning like I used to sin anymore. I used to be sinning all the time, some brothers and sisters say. Not anymore after I've been repenting prior and unbelief. If you repent prior, if you spend time repenting prior and unbelief, you're going to find yourself not sinning. And that's what the Lord wants from each one of us. But if we don't do it, there's a consequence for disobedience, my brother and sister. So it's important that we understand that pride will always lead us to sinning. I said, Lord, show me about Adam and Eve in the garden. When they sin, they blame each other. Adam blamed God, he blamed the serpent. They all blame one another. And God kicked them out of the garden. But if Adam and Eve would have said, Father, I'm sorry. I have a sin against you in heaven. Please forgive me. Please forgive our trespasses. Right there next to them was Jesus. Right there was Messiah. The blood of the Lamb that was crucified before the foundation of the world, before he made Adam, would have cleansed Adam right there. And I'm sure, Father, would I say, I forgive you, my son, I forgive you, my daughter. Just stay in the garden. Don't come out of the garden. You're protected here. 
and things would have been different. But the Lord confirmed to me that they, they refused to repent. They did, not, they did not repent. In the moment they sinned, they justified themselves. And that's why they were kicked out of the garden. And they experienced hell in a way. Now, David was taken to hell, and we were meditating. When was David taken to hell? Because David said, He will not leave my soul in hell. I, I want to show to you something about David in that verse. Because it impacted me this week. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to show something to you about David. Hallelujah. He says in Psalm 16:10, For thou, for you will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thy holy one to seek corruption. Who was David praying for? Here. David was praying for his own soul. Can the people that are bastinated pray for their own soul? Yes, they can. The soul are in hell. And they should pray like David. Now let's talk about David and his soul going to hell. David, my brother and sister, David, order, what was his name, the one he killed? Thank you, Lord. Uh, it was it Urias? Urias, right? Yeah, Urias. Urias. Yeah, Urias. David saying Urias to be killed. Okay, well he he told him to go in front of the, the force mm -hmm. and and the army and to fight the enemy which will put him in the risk of being killed first. Yeah. Okay? So he sent Urias to being killed. Uriah was killed. Under the law he thought, Well, I can get married. So he went to and, and took he already committed adultery. He's as long as he was planning to kill Uriah, he was in sin. It took a while he got the main kill. He was still in sin. He got the woman pregnant, which it takes nine months. She still had not the baby. So there was time there, I don't know how many years, two or three years, before God sends the prophet Nathan. During that time David said that his soul was in hell. My brother and sister. But David, look at the question, if he was still alive. We're speaking life, we're alive and life and alive by the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. David's soul went to hell during that time. Because David did not repent. David did not repent. Okay? And it's the unrepentant soul that gets taken to hell. Why did the Bible went to hell? They did not repent. Because if they would have been in sincere repenting, God would have revealed to them. Why did God, I'll give you an example. Why did God, to a young lady testimony that I heard on YouTube, she was going to take the Bicene. But she was doing sincere repenting in her. She had received Jesus. Just received the Lord. Never heard the voice of God in her life. She's about 15 years old. She was heading to take the vaccine. And she heard the, the, the voice of Father saying, My daughter, 
Do not take that by sin, or, with a, or they will separate you from me. And cryingly she turned around, she turned back to her house to spend time with God. Fifteen years of age, never heard the voice of God. After, we see, after she received Jesus after a service, someone led her to the Lord. She was in her house doing sincere repenting. She knew she needed, she needed to be seeking God in her house and reading her Bible. And that's exactly what she was doing. Sincere repenting before God. She heard the voice of God. Can God down that with, with anybody? Yes, He can. Yes, He can. It's a sincere repenting that will lead you to hear God, to have a relationship with God. Instead of you wasting time on television, on your cell phone, with friends, unbelievable, fascinated one, spend it with God. This young lady, 15 years of age, was in her room in prayer and reading her Bible. My brother and sister, I heard the voice of God. Telling her not to take the bicycle, they will separate her from him. And she listened to God. She turned around crying, thanking God, grateful. My brother, my sister. Many other people would have heard God's voice because many other people did hear God's voice not to take the bicycle. When I began to preach about the bicycle in 2020 and 2021, how many people contacted me that God spoke to them not to take it? They did. Why? Because our God is a merciful God. And it's not His will that people will perish. He wants to save people. My brother and sister. But He's looking for that sincere repentance from each and one of us. That's what He's looking for. 